With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I know the right people. Recorded live. Already in my future, at the right time, it will come to pass. When you live with this positive mindset, you can't be defeated. No matter what comes your way, you shake it off and move forward. It's like a little boy I heard about. He had a baseball bat and a ball. He said to himself, I'm the best hitter in all the world. He threw the ball up, swung at it, and missed. Picked it up, straightened his hat, said it again. I'm the best hitter in all the world. Threw the ball up a second time, swung away, and missed again. This time, he said it even more determined. I'm the best hitter in all the world. He threw the ball up the third time, concentrated, swung away, but he missed it the third time. Laid the bat down, smiled real big, said, what do you know? I'm the best pitcher in all the world. (laughs) Stay positive. Learn to focus on the bright side. See the silver lining in every cloud. A lot of people use the excuse, I'm negative because I've had negative things happen to me. My business didn't make it. A friend did me wrong. Or, Joel, I'm dealing with this sickness. That's why I'm sour. No, the truth is, it's not our circumstances that make us negative. It's our attitude toward those circumstances. You can take 20 positive people and 20 negative people and give them the same problem, put them on the same job, the same family, the same house, and the positive people will come out just as positive with a great attitude, as happy as they were before. The negative, just as negative. Same problem, exact circumstances, two different outcomes. What's the difference? Their attitude. Positive people have made up their mind to enjoy their lives. They focus on the possibilities, not the problems. They're grateful for what they have, not complaining about what they don't have. Positive people know that God is in control and that nothing happens without his permission. They choose to bloom where they're planted. They don't wait for the situation to change and then they're going to be happy. They're happy while God is changing the situation. When you're positive, you are passing the test. You're saying, God, I trust you. I know you're fighting my battles for me. And I've learned if you don't get happy where you are, you probably will never get to where you want to be. Don't wait for everything to work out. Then you're going to have a good attitude. Have a good attitude now. Then God can begin to change the situation. Let's keep the right perspective. Some people would love to have our problems. They would gladly trade places with you. They would love to have that job that has you frustrated. They would love to sit in traffic in that car you don't like. They would love to have your husband that gets on your nerves. Some of you are thinking, can I give you a phone number real quick? They would love to live in that house that you think is too small. And as soon as I get into this new neighborhood, then I'll be happy. 
Now, why don't you choose to be happy right where you are? Why don't you decide to have a good attitude with what you have or with what you don't have? It's all in our approach to life. One man gets up and says, good morning, Lord. Another man gets up and says, good Lord, it's morning. Which man are you? You control what kind of day you're going to have. You're as happy as you want to be. And a lot of times, we're making ourselves unhappy. We can't control the weather, the traffic, how people treat us. If our happiness is based on everything going our way, everybody treating us right, we're going to live frustrated. Before you leave the house, you need to make up your mind. You're going to stay positive and enjoy the day no matter what comes your way. You have to decide ahead of time. That's what it says in Colossians 3. Set your mind on higher things and keep it set. The higher things are positive things. When you wake up in the morning, you need to set your mind for victory. Set your mind for success. Our attitude should be, this is going to be a great day. God's favor is on my life. I'm excited about my future. When your mind is set, positive, hopeful, expecting good things, that's when you'll go places that you've never dreamed. New doors will open. The right people, the right opportunities will come across your path. But if you don't set your mind, negative thoughts will set it for you. You cannot start the day off in neutral. If you're passive, lying in bed, the thoughts will come. You're never going to accomplish your dreams. Nothing good happens to you. You'll never get married. You're too old. You'll never get well. You'll never get out of debt. You may not realize it, but that's setting the tone for defeat, for failure, for a lousy day. Right at the start, get your mind going in the right direction. This is the reason why some people don't have the energy they should, the passion, the enthusiasm, the vision. Their mind is set in the negative. It's been that way so long, they don't know any better. It's normal to them. They go out expecting problems, bad breaks, to not be treated right, to barely get by. They live by Murphy's Law. It says if anything can go wrong, it will, and at the worst possible time. Things will take longer than they look. Everything will be harder than it seems. Because they haven't set their mind, they go out expecting the negative. They wonder why they can't get ahead and why everything's a struggle. It's because their mind has been set by default for defeat, for failure, for bad breaks. You've got to change your outlook. You are a child of the Most High God. You were never created to live an average, get-by, short-end-of-the-stick life. You were created to be the head and not the tail to lend and not borrow, to reign in life as a king. That means you have royalty in your blood. Winning is in your DNA. Now get rid of a negative mentality and set your mind for victory. Set your mind for increase. Set your mind for good breaks. Start expecting your plans to work out. Expect people to be good to you. Expect to have a productive day. And if it doesn't happen, don't fall back into that old negative, defeated mentality. Oh, I knew this wouldn't work for me, Joel. It always takes me longer than everybody else. 
I can never find a parking spot. Nobody treats me right. No, you're not a victim. You are a victor. You wouldn't have that opposition if there wasn't something amazing in your future. Now, keep a smile on your face. Keep a spring in your step. Stay positive. Stay hopeful. God is still on the throne. You may have had a lot of unfair, negative things happen in the past, but don't let that become a stronghold, a pattern to where you think that's all there will ever be. You live with a negative mindset. No, if God were to show you all he has planned for you, it would boggle your mind. If you could see the doors he's going to open, the people he's going to bring across your path, the opportunities that are going to show up, you'd be amazed, excited, passionate. It would be easy to set your mind for victory. This is what faith is all about. You have to believe it before you see it. Right now, God's favor is surrounding you like a shield. Every setback was a setup for a greater comeback. Every disappointment, every bad break, every person that did you wrong was a part of the plan to get you to where you're supposed to be. Now, don't fall into that negative mentality, complacent, just taking whatever life comes your way. No, set your mind for victory, for success, for new levels. Enlarge your vision. Make room for God to do something new. You haven't touched the surface of what he has in store. I was talking to a reporter one time, and I could tell he didn't like the fact that my message is very positive and very hopeful. He asked what I would tell a person that had lost their job and didn't have any family and they were about to lose their house and had nowhere to go and had a child that was sick and needed treatment, on and on. He painted the worst possible situation. I said I would tell them, number one, to get up and find something to be grateful for, and number two, go out expecting it to turn around, expecting new doors to open, expecting a breakthrough. Proverbs says, when darkness overtakes the righteous, light will come bursting in. When it's dark, when you don't see a way out, you're in prime position for favor to come bursting in. He said, oh, Joel, wouldn't that just be giving them false hope? Well, here's the alternative. I could tell them to be negative, get bitter, give up on your dreams, be depressed, start complaining. All that's going to do is make matters worse. You may be in a difficult time, but you have to dig your heels in and say, I refuse to live my life negative. I refuse to give up on my dreams. I refuse to go through life with no passion. I may not see a way, but I know God has a way. It may be dark, but I'm expecting the light to come bursting in. I'm setting my mind for victory. That's what allows the creator of the universe to show up and do amazing things. It's not just mind over matter. It's not just a positive attitude. It's your faith being released. When you believe, it gets God's attention. When you go out expecting things to turn around, expecting dreams to come to pass, expecting health, wholeness, favor, divine connections, then Almighty God goes to work. You may have had a thousand bad breaks in the past, but don't use that as an excuse to be negative. One good break can make up for all those bad breaks. One touch of God's favor can catapult you further than you ever imagined. Maybe you feel like you're falling behind. You're not where you should be in life. Don't worry. 
God knows how to make up for lost time. He knows how to accelerate things. Now do your part and shake off a negative mentality. Shake off pessimism, self-pity, discouragement, and get your fire back. Life is flying by. You don't have time to waste another day being negative. You have a destiny to fulfill. You have an assignment to accomplish. What's in your future is greater than anything you've seen in the past. We need to get rid of the old Murphy's Law and live by just the opposite. If anything good can happen today, it can happen to you and me. It's going to be easier than it seems. It's not going to take as long as it looks. Why? You've been highly favored. Almighty God is breathing in your direction. You are equipped, empowered, and anointed. Hey, you say, Joy, you're just getting people's hopes up. You're just trying to get us to live positive. Yes, and here's why. God is a positive God. There is nothing negative about Him. If you're negative, sour, discouraged, you are going against the flow of God. When we travel from Houston to Los Angeles on a plane, it always takes us 30 minutes longer to get there than it does to come back home. It's because the jet stream flows from west to east. When we're traveling there, there's a large mass of air that's always blowing against us, slowing us down. The plane has to work harder, use more fuel, spend more energy. But when we're coming back home, of course, it's just the opposite. The jet stream is working in our favor. It's pushing us forward, making it easier, saving us time and energy. It's the same principle in life. When we're positive, hopeful, expecting good things, we're in the jet stream of Almighty God. Things will be easier. You'll be more productive. You'll live happier, healthier, see more favor. But when we're negative, discouraged, everything's a struggle. We're having to work harder. We're not enjoying life. Pay attention to what you're thinking. You can't think negative thoughts and live a positive life. You're going against the flow. If you go through the day thinking, I'll never pass this chemistry test. I can't stand my job. My marriage is never going to last. I'll never meet the right person. Your life is going to follow your thoughts. You're drawing in what you're continually thinking about. Just like a magnet. I can't pass this test. You're drawing in failure. I'll never meet the right person. Drawing in loneliness. I can't stand my job. Drawing in negativity. I'll never accomplish my dreams. Drawing in mediocrity. Here's the key. Just because a thought comes doesn't mean that you have to dwell on it. You control the doorway to your mind. If that thought is negative, discouraging, pushing you down, dismiss it. Don't give it the time of day. Keep the door closed. Choose to dwell on thoughts that empower you, inspire you, encourage you. Thoughts that give you joy, faith, victory. If you'll keep your mind filled with the right thoughts, there won't be any room for the wrong thoughts. In other words, all through the day, something good is going to happen to me. I'm strong, healthy, talented. I will pass this test. I will meet the right people. I will overcome this obstacle. My best days are still out in front of me. When your mind is filled with thoughts of hope, faith, and victory, you're going to draw in the good things of God. 
I read about this lady. She had been sick for several years. She tried different doctors, but they couldn't really find out what was wrong with her. And this lady was extremely negative. She's always complaining about how she would never get well. And just like a magnet, she kept drawing in more sickness. The battle is taking place in our minds. What are you dwelling on all day? That's what you're drawing in. She eventually went to another doctor, told him how bad she was, how she was never going to get well, on and on. This doctor noticed how negative she was and decided to give her an unusual prescription. He had never done this. He said, five or six times an hour, I want you to say out loud, I'm getting better and better every day in every way. She thought that was strange. said, Doctor, I'm not going to do that. I want some real medicine. I want a normal prescription. He said, no, you follow my orders, and we'll talk about what's next. She started doing this 50, 60 times a day, and before long, her attitude began to change. In a few days, she noticed she was feeling better. In a couple of weeks, she got her joy back, her strength back. A month later, she was a different person. All the symptoms had gone. What happened? She changed her thinking, and instead of drawing in sickness, she started drawing in health. Sometimes your body will not get well until your mind tells it to get well. You won't accomplish your dreams thinking, I don't have the talent, the education, the connections. You have to give yourself permission to accomplish your dreams, permission to get out of debt, permission to overcome that obstacle. It starts in our thinking. Studies even tell us that when we're negative, we think sad, discouraging thoughts, our serotonin level goes down that causes us to feel sad. It's not just in our thinking, it starts to affect our moods. But when we're positive, hopeful, expecting good things, endorphins are released that causes us to feel happy, to have more energy, puts a spring in our step. If you go around thinking, I'll never get well, I'm so overweight, I can't stand my job, as you think those negative thoughts, your faith, your energy, your enthusiasm is being drained out of you. Just like a big vacuum, it's pulling out the good things God has put in you. You'd be amazed at how much more energy you'd have, how much more productive you'd be, how much better you'd feel if you just switch over to this positive mindset. You have to think thoughts on purpose. This is going to be a good day. 2014 is going to be my year. I'm expecting an abundance of favor. Ephesians 4 puts it like this. Put on a fresh new attitude. I found yesterday's attitude is not good enough for today. Every morning you have to put on a fresh attitude. I'm going to choose to be happy today. I'm going to be good to other people today. I'm going to go with the flow today, not get upset. When you put on that fresh new attitude, it's putting you in the jet stream of God. That's when you'll accomplish things that you could not accomplish on your own. You will overcome obstacles that look bigger, stronger, more powerful. That's what Daniel did. The scripture says that he was a person of excellence. He stood out in the crowd. He was a cut above. How did he do it? Every morning he got up early, opened his window, and thanked God for the day. Thanked him for his goodness. Thanked him that he was well able. 
He was putting on a fresh new attitude. He was setting his mind for victory. As a young man, Daniel was serving a king of a foreign nation. At one point, this king put out a decree that for 30 days, no one could pray to any god except the king's god. If they did, they would be thrown into a lion's den and killed. Well, that didn't stop Daniel. He kept on praying to the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Some of his enemies told the king, the king was heartbroken. He loved Daniel, but he had already put out this decree. He couldn't go back on his word. Daniel said, king, don't worry. I'll be fine. The God I serve is well able to deliver me. That's what happens when you start the day off in faith, thinking thoughts on purpose. When you face difficulties, you don't fall apart. You don't get bitter. Why is this happening to me? No, you rise up in faith and say, my God is well able. I'm armed with strength for this battle. No weapon formed against me will ever prosper. The authorities had Daniel thrown into a den of over 100 hungry lions. They were expecting him to be eaten immediately. But when you live with an attitude of faith, God will fight your battles. God sent an angel to close the mouths of those lions. The next morning early, the king came to check on Daniel, saw him lying there asleep, unharmed, refreshed. The king got him out and said, hey, from now on, we're all going to worship the God of Daniel. That's the true and the living God. Here's an interesting thought. In the scripture, nothing negative is written about Daniel or about Joseph. I'm sure they made mistakes, but you can't find a record of anything they did wrong. Other heroes of faith, like Abraham, Moses, David, the Apostle Paul, there are accounts of times where they failed, where they blew it. This is making the point that Daniel and Joseph were good people, but they faced bad circumstances. Unfair things happened to them. They were mistreated. They faced incredible odds. But if you study their lives, one common denominator is they lived with this positive mindset. They had an attitude of faith. They didn't get bitter. They didn't make excuses. Every morning, they got their mind going in the right direction, knowing that our God is well able. They both saw God's goodness, His favor, in amazing ways. Well, in the same way, you can be a good person and have bad circumstances. It's easy to get negative and think, I don't understand why my child got sick, why I came down with this problem, or why these people did me wrong. No, dig your heels in and do like Daniel. Get up every morning in the midst of that battle, look up and say, Lord, thank you for another great day. Lord, I know you're bigger than this problem, greater than this sickness, more powerful than my enemies. Father, thank you that today things are changing in my favor. In difficult times, more than ever, make sure you put on that fresh new attitude. Make sure you set your mind for victory. And here's the key, keep it set. When those thoughts come telling you, it's never going to work out. It's been too long. The report is too bad. No, dismiss them and say like he did. My God is well able. He's done it for me in the past. And I know he'll do it for me again in the future. Here's my challenge to you. Keep your mind going in the right direction. Learn to think thoughts on purpose. Something good is going to happen to me. 2014 is my year. Start the day off in faith. 
If you'll develop this habit of having a positive mindset, you cannot be defeated. You'll not only live healthier, happier, have more energy, but I believe and declare you will accomplish more than you ever imagined. You will overcome obstacles that looked impossible, and you will become everything God's created you to be. In Jesus' name. If you receive it, can you say amen today? Victoria and I love being with you each morning. What a great way to wake up, to wake up to hope. We pray for you and your family. We're believing that 2016, you're going to see acceleration in your life. Dreams coming to pass faster than you thought. Maybe overcoming an addiction or seeing healing, seeing a family member turn around sooner than you expected. So stay in faith, knowing that we're praying for you and just believing for God's very best in your life and that it's going to be a blessed day even today. You know, you are an overcomer. Get into agreement with God because that's what He says about you. He says that you are an overcomer, that you can overcome any obstacle and any challenge you are facing today. Know that your future is bright. Hang on to God and never give up. To request your copy of Created to Overcome, visit us at joelosteen.com or call us toll-free. Maybe you've never accepted the Lord as your Savior. Why don't you pray with me today? Say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friend, if you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you got born again. Get in a good Bible-based church. Keep God in first place. He's going to take you places that you've never dreamed. Your partnership makes this ministry possible. Your faithful and consistent monthly support makes you a champion of hope. The vision of Joel Osteen Ministries is to use every avenue available to present the hope of Jesus Christ to people everywhere. Visit joelosteen.com slash partners today. Are you financially secure or do you struggle having enough at the end of each month? This month, TBN wants to show you how to live a blessed life. So, to show our appreciation for your love gift of any amount, we're going to send you the special TBN 4-CD edition of The Blessed Life by Pastor Robert Morris. Unlocking the rewards of a generous lifestyle will transform every aspect of your life, but most of all, your finances. This special series brings you powerful, proven principles that guarantee your financial success and provide you with more than enough to bless others. And for your gift of $120 or more in support of your TBN, we want to send you the Blessed Life Bundle. In addition to the 4-CD series, we'll include a copy of Pastor Robert's best-selling book, The Blessed Life, Unlocking the Rewards of Generous Living. Plus, we'll rush you his Blessed Life DVD series. I'm doing this to help you. This will change your life, your family, your finances, your marriage, your children, your grandchildren. This will change you. Robert Moore shows you step-by-step God's plan for blessing in your life. Take a moment now to call, click, or write to receive the Blessed Life 4-CD set for your gift of any amount or the Blessed Life bundle for your gift of $120 or more. Call 800-201-5200 or send your gift securely online when you visit tbn.org or include your gift when you write us at TBN PO Box A, Santa Ana, California, 92711. Come on and join the TBN family. Sow into this ministry and help us spread Jesus all around the world. Your TBN's cable department is always working to extend the reach of our networks over the United States and over the earth. But the broadcast landscape is continually changing, and partners, we need your help. 
please contact your cable and satellite providers. Let them know that you want Juice, Smile of a Child, and TBN Salsa in your local area. Partners, thank you for helping your Trinity family of networks saturate the earth with the gospel. Coming up next, Joel Osteen Ministries with the message of unconditional love on TBN. This is TBN, part of the Trinity Broadcasting family of networks, celebrating 42 years of God's miracles. The following paid program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. Today with Joseph Prince. Zechariah said, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel the governor. Shout grace, grace to your mountain, and your mountain will become a plain. So whatever the mountain is, mountain of affliction, mountain of sickness or disease, shout grace, grace to it, and it will become a plain. Do you have a challenge today? Is there something that has beset you and caused you concern, even fear? Whatever it is, the Bible says, not by might, not by power, all the intellect of men and all the smarts of men cannot remove that problem, but can be removed only by God's grace. Dear friends, thank you for taking the time to tune in to today's very special broadcast. I consider it a great honor to have the opportunity to share God's amazing grace with you today. As you listen to this message, I believe that you experience freedom, joy, and great shalom peace. My friend, Jesus loves you very much, and He knows what you are going through right now. So get ready to hear a word that I believe will transform your life. God bless you. God wants you to reign! Praise God! Let's all shout, Grace, Grace! Shout again, Grace, Grace! Amen! This is what Prophet Zechariah told Zerubbabel, the governor of Judah, when the remnant came back from captivity. They had to rebuild the temple of God, and the enemies came and discouraged them. The Bible tells us many years passed, and the temple was still not built. Zechariah said, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, the governor. Shout grace, grace to your mountain, and your mountain will become a plain. Amen? So whatever the mountain is, mountain of affliction, mountain of sickness or disease, shout grace, grace to it, and it will become a plain. Once again, shout grace, grace to your problem. Do you have a challenge today? Is there something that has beset you and caused you concern, even fear? Whatever it is, the Bible says, not by might, not by power, all the intellect of men and all the smarts of men cannot remove that problem but can be removed only by God's grace. If you are shout grace, grace, are you ready? Alright, lift up one hand. This hand is an expression of that problem that you have right now. Whether it's a sickness, a disease, whether it is lack in some area, maybe it is a credit card debt. Well, you're about to shout grace, grace to it. Are you ready? Now look at that problem, lift it up before the Lord, say, Lord Jesus, not by might, not by power, 
but by your spirit. Grace, grace. Grace, grace. Grace, grace. Into this situation. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And now what you do is you take a step back. And don't worry about it anymore. You have shout grace, grace to it. All right, now the grace of God is taking over. And he'll take care of it, okay? So you enjoy the rest of the service by not allowing your thoughts to go to all these worries and cares. Amen? Because if you take back the worries and cares, you're saying that you still have to handle it. God did not do a good job, okay? And uh, actually, unbelief is a high regard for yourself. Faith is a high regard for God. Amen? So demonstrate to God your faith by not being worried about it. Amen? Praise God. Last week, the Lord showed us the importance of the Bible. Amen? The Holy Scriptures. This sacred volume. Just before the Bible tells us that all Scripture is God-breathed. The verses before that, Paul was talking to Timothy, his son in the Lord, young Timothy, who was probably between 30s and 40s, scholars tell us. And he told Timothy, all scripture is God-breathed. But before that, he said, Timothy, do you remember that from a child you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation. Salvation is not just saved from hell to go to heaven. Wonderful as that is. Salvation is health, wholeness, healing, preservation, provision. That is a mouthful. Salvation is Jesus walking by the shores of Galilee, opening the eyes of the blind, setting those who are demon-possessed free, bringing life where death has come in, loving children into wholeness. Amen? That is salvation. When people are hungry, he multiplied loaves and fishes. That is salvation. And if you want to know the word salvation and study the word sozo, get a good Greek lexicon and study the word salvation, it's not just saved from hell to go to heaven. So Paul told Timothy, Timothy, from a child, and the word child, brephos, in, in, in Greek, it's a very unique word. Brephos is not nepios, the usual word for a child. Brephos is actually fetus or baby. When I read that, I used to wonder, how in the world can a baby understand the scriptures? And that's a word that Paul used, and Paul told Timothy, from, from a baby, you know the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise. So that tells me, parents just need to sing God's word over their babies. Parents just need to quote Psalms 23 to your baby. And you'll never know that the spirit of a baby will receive all this, and in due course, when harvest time, it will manifest. Amen? And uh, I shared a testimony of a man who was diagnosed with tumor of the jaw. He just kept reading the Bible. He never read the Bible with the intention of getting healed. He didn't even know you'll get healed. He just read the Bible because he felt an urge to read the Bible. He has not been reading his Bible. All right? He's not, he's not being acquainted with the Bible, actually. He, he just had a desire to read it. And the more he read it, the more he wants to read it. The more he read it, the more he read it. And then went back to the doctor. He said one time he was reading and he had a strange sense of happiness. Strange sense of warmth. 
many of you have experienced that already. You don't, know, you don't even know why. It's not even pertaining to a happy story sometimes. Alright? But you have a strange sense of warmth. Well, that's healing. He went back to the doctor and they can't find his condition anymore. Amen. There is a benefit. Jonathan Edwards says, I found that when I'm in the best frame, that means physically, they use this old English for their bodies in his time. I find that I'm always in the best frame when I've read the scriptures the most. So friends, especially when you're down with something, alright, take that time. If the doctor gives you a, you know, MC or whatever, don't run around the mall catching up on your shopping. Amen. Go somewhere, I mean, at home, you can go out, just go in your car and make it a sanctuary. Open up the Bible and start reading. Start reading the story of how the father laid his son on the altar with a broken heart, trusting that God is able from his ashes to raise the boy back. Read the drama of the story of how David killed Goliath. Read the drama of the story of how a man loved a woman and served seven years for her. And they were like a few days, the Bible says. Then go to the New Testament and read the Gospels, Jesus in action. Hallelujah. Read the New Testament and meditate on it. It tells you, husbands, love your wives. Wives, submit to your husbands. If husbands do their part in loving, submission is no problem on the woman's part. They are made to submit. Amen. Husbands, love your wives. How? As Christ loves the church. That means what? Like this, on the cross. Self-sacrificial. Amen. Proverbs 4, verse 20 to 22 says, My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear, the ear gate, unto my saying. Let them not depart from thine eyes, the eye gate. Alright? Keep them in the midst of your heart. So everyone say, ear, eyes, heart. So listen to God's word. See God's word. And the way you do that is imagine yourself like the tree planted by the waters, prospering in everything that you do. Every time, you know, the Bible is actually face pictures. When the Bible says, look at this woman. Blessed is this woman. Charm is deceitful. Beauty is empty. But this woman, her husband praises her. Her children rise up and call her blessed. See yourself as that mother, as that wife. Amen. Amen. The virtuous woman who can find. It's all face pictures. The Bible is all face pictures. Amen. See yourself in the picture. So let it not depart from your eyes. And then keep them in the midst of your heart. What's going to happen? If the eye gate, ear gate, and the heart is on God's word, the next verse says, They are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. That means there's no part of your flesh that the word of God will not touch with healing and life-giving properties. Stay tuned. Joseph Prince will be right back. has a ring to it. It has a certain ring to it that if you're a seeker of truth, when you hear it, you know it. And so when he started talking about Jesus in such a magnified, beautiful, lovely way, you knew that this man was teaching life because Jesus Christ, he is life. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Four years ago, somebody introduced me to his book, and I read that book, and just getting to see him in person just magnified even more how God can take one person and make a huge, immaculate difference. 
He talks about Jesus all the time. He doesn't spend his time talking about us. He spends the time talking about Jesus. And, and I love that because it puts the focus back where it needs to be. I've suffered with rheumatoid arthritis um, since I was in my late 20s. And Pastor Prince has a prayer um, in his booklet with the Lord's Supper. And so we begin to pray that prayer and then add our own heart and spirit to that. And um, after about a week and a half of taking the Lord's Supper, I woke up one morning and I had no swelling in my hands. And um, that was just miraculous for me. God wants you to experience and walk in divine health and wholeness and not be burdened by sickness, disease, or emotional distress. Find out how in this dynamic new resource from Joseph Prince. As a thank you for your gift today, Joseph Prince Ministries would like to bless you with Joseph's new four-CD audio series, Freely Receive Your Healing, as well as the Health and Wholeness Through the Holy Communion paperback book. Through these powerful resources, you'll be amazed to discover that God is able and more than willing to heal you because of the finished work of Christ Jesus. Be encouraged to boldly receive the health and wholeness God has for you. Separately, for a gift of $100 or more today, you will receive the Health and Healing Power Pack that includes the Freely Receive Your Healing 4-CD audio series, as well as the Health and Wholeness Through the Holy Communion 5-DVD series and paperback book. You will also receive the Healing Promises hardback book, which contains inspirational scriptures and readings that will build your faith and help you experience your healing. To order these resources and learn how Jesus has made a way for you to walk in divine health and wholeness, call us now, toll free, at 1-877-901-4300, or visit us at www.josephprince.org slash healing. Jesus says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Just come to him as you are. I don't care whether you are diseased, all right, in a part of your body. I don't care if you are depressed in your mind or whether you have a, a um, chronic habit you can't seem to break. Come to him as you are. One thing about Lord Jesus is that you don't have to pretend in his presence. You just come as, you know why he loves you. It cannot be explained. The source of the love does not lie in the lovableness of the one loved. The source of it lies with the one doing the loving. He just loves us. And the best thing you can do to bring joy to his heart is to come to him every day, all right? Practice his presence with you and just allow him to love you. Allow him to love you. Our God is a God who is so strong, so mighty, so loving, so powerful. And so rich that he has so many blessings that I think sometimes he pains God because love can be hurt, love can be pained, love can be grief. Amen. When you open your heart, you open, you know, with open arms, you can be hurt. But that's what Jesus did at the cross. He'd rather be hurt in loving than never to love and not be hurt. I should say you will still be hurt and that hurt will be worse. So the thing is that church, you know, when you love, allow God to love you, let God bless you as well. Let God love you. Amen. 
God wants so much to bless his people that sometimes he looks around and people are so busy fending for themselves, providing for themselves, defending themselves, looking out for themselves, occupied with themselves, that God is looking for someone who will look to him for goodness. In a world that believes so much, unless you work really hard, you can't get it. There's no such thing as a free lunch and all that. In, in this world, all right, that is running around like chickens with their heads decapitated, a rat race that doesn't seem to end, everyone looking around, you know, to outdo another. Isn't it wonderful to sit back, let the world just pass you, and look to Jesus and receive all his goodness and blessings, and all of a sudden open your eyes and realize you are out there in the front, waiting for the rest to come, you know, and rested and blessed. There is a place in God that when the Lord brings you always, like a lot of ants are trying to cross the highway, the expressway, in Singapore okay and there's one of them that allows you to carry him on your little finger across the overhead bridge on the other side guess who'll be in a better condition when the rest cross if the rest make it amen it's like that when you rest your part is to rest rest doesn't mean no progress rest in him means you rest in his strength his power that brings you to the other side the Bible says in the book of Psalms that God brought the children of Israel out with silver and gold. And there was not one feeble person among their tribes. Think about it. About two to three million people came out of Egypt. Not a single elderly man on a stretcher. One and strong not one feeble what happened the night before what cured their bodies and made them strong the Bible tells us they partook of the Lord's Supper the Passover what they did was a picture what they did was a type a shadow they partook of a lamb the blood was put on the doorpost making the cross and inside the house they fed on the lamb. The very next morning, not a single one of them sick. I say to you in Jesus' name, when you partake of the Lord's Supper today, tomorrow morning, you're going back to work strong, healthy, young, ready. Jesus says, this is my body broken for you. Take, eat. Why do you think Jesus gave us this institution? Because he knew that in this world, there will be all kinds of sicknesses around us. I don't care what kind of a new virus the devil brings. The answer is in his broken body. Jesus said in John 6, The life that I give, and that word life there is Zoe. It's not eternal life. Eternal life is Ionos Zoe. This is just Zoe. Jesus says, the Zoe, the life that I will give to this world, is my flesh, my body. So the more you partake, the more life flows in your body. The more you partake, the stronger you become. The more you partake, the younger you will be. Amen. I'm telling you this, church, God chooses the weak things to confound the mighty. God uses a piece of bread 
to put to naught that tumor in your body. Hallelujah. This is the greatest radiation there is. This is the greatest antibiotic you can ever take. The broken body of Jesus. Are you ready? Lift it up to the Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Lord Jesus. Surely in your body, you have borne away all my diseases, all my sicknesses, all my pain, all my aging. And by your stripes, I am healed. And just tell the Lord what you are healed of, whatever you're believing Him for. Say, by your stripes, I'm healed of this. Now say, Lord Jesus, by your stripes, my youth is renewed like the eagle. By your stripe, through your grace, I will live to be 120. My eyes not dim, my natural thoughts not abated, fully strong, completely healthy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now partake. this cup is a new covenant in my blood shed for the remission of sins new covenant say new covenant the old covenant is based on you shall not you shall not you shall not the new covenant is all God God says I will I will I will in the new covenant God says your sins and your lawless deeds I remember no more because of that, God says, I'll be to you a God, and you will be to me a people. As we lift up this cup before the Lord, we put the Lord in remembrance that He is to us a God. If we are sick, and God says, I am to you a God, you're no longer sick. Because God is a healing God. And God says, I'll be to you a God, and you shall be to me a people. If God is a healing God, then we are to Him a super healthy people. Amen. If God is a protecting God, then we are to Him a protected people. Completely protected. Are you ready? Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for your shed blood. Through your blood, the devil is overcome, defeated in my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All my sins, past, present, and future, put away by your precious blood. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I've been a yo-yo dieter my whole life. I decided to put Joseph's sex into the test and I thought, okay, I can't do this. I can't lose weight, I can't do it by myself. And I just, it was like I just went hands off. And I just walked out of it. I'm in peace and I'm such a different person. I'm so happy, I'm so content. And it's like, I'm excited. I'm, what's going to happen next in my life? My wife was pregnant. She developed cervical cancer. We decided we are not going to believe the doctor's report. We're going to believe the truth about what God says about us. So we began to worship Jesus and take communion at home. That same day, the symptoms began to diminish. 
And within five days, she was completely healed. I just want to thank you. Thank Pastor Joseph Prince uh, for the message that he brings. God wants you to experience and walk in divine health and wholeness and not be burdened by sickness, disease, or emotional distress. Find out how in this dynamic new resource from Joseph Prince. As a thank you for your gift today, Joseph Prince Ministries would like to bless you with Joseph's new four-CD audio series, Freely Receive Your Healing, as well as the Health and Wholeness Through the Holy Communion paperback book. Through these powerful resources, you'll be amazed to discover that God is able and more than willing to heal you because of the finished work of Christ Jesus. Be encouraged to boldly receive the health and wholeness God has for you. Separately, for a gift of $100 or more today, you will receive the Health and Healing Power Pack that includes the Freely Receive Your Healing 4-CD audio series, as well as the Health and Wholeness Through the Holy Communion 5-DVD series and paperback book. You will also receive the Healing Promises hardback book, which contains inspirational scriptures and readings that will build your faith and help you experience your healing. To order these resources and learn how Jesus has made a way for you to walk in divine health and wholeness, call us now, toll-free, at 1-877-901-4300, or visit us at www.josephprince.org healing. Beloved friends, thank you so much for tuning in to today's very special broadcast. I believe that you've been blessed by today's word and receive a fresh revelation of God's love for you. I just want to encourage you right now to request the resources we are making available to you today. As you continue to listen and receive messages that are full of the person of Jesus, all fears, guilt, and addictions will fade away in the light of his perfect love for you. Thank you once again for tuning in. Do know that I'm praying for you, and I look forward to more opportunities to encourage you with God's Word on a regular basis. As a thank you for your gift today, Joseph Prince Ministries would like to bless you with Joseph's new 4-CD audio series, Freely Receive Your Healing, as well as the Health and Wholeness Through the Holy Communion paperback book. Through these powerful resources, you'll be amazed to discover that God is able and more than willing to heal you because of the finished work of Christ Jesus. Be encouraged to boldly receive the health and wholeness God has for you. To order these resources and learn how Jesus has made a way for you to walk in divine health and wholeness, call us now, toll free, at 1-877-901-4300, or visit us at www.josephprince.org healing. If you've been blessed by today's message, we would like to give you an opportunity to partner with us to impact the world with the gospel of grace. Under grace, God says, I will be merciful to your unrighteousness, and your sins I will remember no more. That's been a change. That's been a change, church. And it's all because of Jesus. Dear friends, together we can impact the world for Jesus. Partner with us and be part of this exciting grace revolution. Call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org slash partner today.
Joseph Prince Ministries is a Section 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible for the amount that exceeds any fair market value of the materials you receive from us. Joseph Prince Ministries believes that your tithes belong to your local church. Your donations to the ministry are received as offerings to support the preaching of the gospel of grace. The preceding paid program was sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. If you're 65 years of age or older, I have some great news. Hi, I'm Jay Jones, here to tell you that now is your opportunity to impact the world through TVN's Family of Networks while earning two, three, or four times the interest you're currently earning on your investments as part of TVN's Lifetime Charitable Gift Annuity. Say goodbye to low interest rates, receive an IRS charitable deduction, and help spread the gospel around the world. For your gift of $5,000 or more, this lifetime charitable gift annuity will help supplement your Social Security income risk-free, and you'll get a check on the first of the month for life. To request a free illustration, call, click, or write us at the address on your screen. Be sure to give us your date of birth, and the amount that you would like to give. And we'll do the rest. God bless you. TBN is reaching the world through the Farsi language network, Najat. 24 hours a day, the gospel is sent in Farsi to Iran, the entire Middle East, and North America. There is such a hunger in the hearts of these Muslims for God, but they don't know that Jesus died for them. So they try to please God through these actions. So they're pleasing Allah and their imams by beating by themselves. Beating themselves bleeding. bleeding all over. Thank God for TBN today. Uh, that we are telling them they don't need to do that. Satellites keep beaming Najat's message of hope to millions in the land of Persia and beyond. Help us continue the vision of reaching the Farsi-speaking world with Najat TV. The cost is ongoing to keep the satellite feeds raining down on the entire Muslim world. Call now to support Christian television to the Farsi-speaking people all over. Well, hi, I'm Brian Duncan. I'm wondering if you would consider partnering with TBN to help spread the gospel throughout the world. Next, watch... What are you Tomorrow. Um, in the morning, I don't know. You thought I was a
climbed up to the highest mountain Looked all around, couldn't find nobody Went down into the deepest valley Looked all around down there, couldn't find nobody I went across the deep blue sea Couldn't find one to compare To your grace, your love, your mercy Nobody greater, nobody greater than you Searched all over Couldn't find nobody I looked high and low Still couldn't find nobody, nobody greater, nobody greater, no, nobody greater than you. Searched all over, couldn't find nobody. I looked high and low, still couldn't find nobody. Nobody greater, nobody greater, nobody greater than you. Nobody can heal like you can. Oh, most holy one, you are the greater. Awesome in all your ways and my. You are He who carried out redemption's plan. You are He who carried out redemption's plan. Nobody greater, nobody greater than you. Searched all over, couldn't find no, couldn't find nobody. I looked high and low, still couldn't find nobody. Nobody greater. Nobody greater, nobody greater than you. Come on, let's go, take it for real in here. Come on. Nobody greater, nobody greater, Jesus. Nobody greater than you. Nobody greater, nobody greater, nobody greater, no. Nobody greater than you. Now lift those ten fingers and let's just give them the glory. Nobody greater. Nobody greater. Couldn't find nobody. Nobody greater. Nobody greater than you. Nobody greater than you. I dare you lift your hands and say that with us tonight. Come on. Nobody greater. Nobody greater. Nobody greater. Nobody greater than you, God. Nobody greater. 
back from confusion in my mind. Hey. I'm back from depression. Yeah, I got my head lifted up. The devil thought he had me, but guess what? I got away. You thought it was over for me, but I'm back. Come on, devil, you can't have my mind. You can stop wasting.
heard a sneeze or cough. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Where's all that cheeriness and that energy? Come on now. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Sam. How are you? That's it. That's what I'm talking about. All right. <laughs> I'm the one that's supposed to be the grudge, the grump, the grinch, whatever that is. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. You're the grouch. <laughs> Mine is still wrapped up in that getting in at three o'clock in the morning. What'd you say about three o'clock this morning? That's what time I got back home. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, well. And like an alarm clock my body automatically got back up at six thirty. Right. Yeah. Uh, all righty, all righty, all righty. Somebody open us up in prayer this morning. Okay. <clears throat> Father God, we thank you for another day. Another day's journey. Another day to do your will. Another day to take another step. In, in your direction. The day to get closer to you. Thank you for the sunshine. Thank you for the blue skies. Thank you for the, the awakening in our spirit <clears throat> as our body is awake. Thank you for our family, our friends, our seven degrees of separation. Thank you for keeping us protected last night, oh God. Thank you for just this present of today. Thank you. Because without you, this day would not have been made. So we rejoice again, oh God. We're rejoicing that we're able to move. We're rejoicing that we're able to breathe. We're we're rejoicing that we're able to think clearly. Even in the midst of every all the confusion going on, we're able to think clearly, oh God. And we thank you. We thank you for this line that we're able to come together in fellowship with for you and with you, because you said where two or three are gathered, you are in the midst. So we thank you for coming and resting in this call and sitting in on this call just to hear us acknowledge you, hear us lift your name up. And as we draw closer to you, you're drawing closer to us. And, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we ask, we seek that this line is protected today, that there's no interference, that there's no there's no disturbances and no distractions that we will our thoughts and our feelings and and our perception of you will be clear and that as we try to share those things that it will be clear to the person's hearing oh God so that we can encourage each other so that we can uplift each other so that we can help each other grow closer to you and remember who you are and what you can do and what you will do for us. Father, we come for those who are sick and shut in and those who are in hospice. We come for those who are in prison, oh God. We come for those who are addicted. And we come for those who are just seeking you, oh God, who are backslidden, who are just just they're standing on the they're standing on the line, waiting, trying to figure out which way to choose. And so God, we come for them that you will give them someone today to speak to them. 
to speak into their life, to show them an example, to show them hope, and, to, and so that that would give them the opening that they need to ask, who is this person? Who is this God? Who is this Yeshua? Who is this Yahweh that everybody is talking about? And why are you so happy in the midst of all that I know that you're going through? And so, God, we just thank you in advance that they are, their seek will be found today, that they will get the answer to at least one of their questions, which will put them on a path towards you, O oh Lord. And we come from the church that they will continue to speak the truth from the store from storefront to the mega church. We ask, O oh God, that they will continue to speak the truth. And those who are not speaking the truth, who are watering it down, O oh God, convict them in our heart and in their spirit, that they will that they will turn from flesh and back to the spirit and tell the truth of who you are and not the politically correct version that doesn't even resemble your essence. And God, we just thank you in advance for all your wonderful blessings. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. 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 Dear most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we come before you, Lord God, as an empty cup before a full fountain. Lord God, knowing that we can be filled with your Holy Spirit, with your presence, with your grace, your mercy, with your divine glory, Lord God. Father God, we ask, Lord God, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you remove anything that is not of you, Lord God, anything that will hinder us, Lord God, from hearing your word, from hearing your voice, Lord God, from being obedient to the will and, 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 and anything that will keep us from answering the call that you have called us to do. Father God, as we go for this day, Lord God, we ask first and foremost, Lord God, that you be the author and the finisher of our faith, Lord God, that you will order our steps in your word, Lord God, that we will walk according to your will and your way throughout this day. Father God, we ask that you to bind up the track of the enemy of anything, Lord God, that has been plotting or planted or planted, Lord God, to hinder us or keep us from worship and praising you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for keeping us as we slept last night. We thank you, Lord God, for waking us up this morning, Lord, to a brand new day, to see the dawning of a new day, and to receive the mercies that you have given us, Lord God, and the blessings that only you can, only you can give. Father God, these are not recycled blessings. These are not recycled mercies, Lord God, but these are brand new mercies each and every day that we come. Father God, this is the first the second day of the week, Lord God, that we have come to fellowship with you, Lord God, on this call. But, Father God, it's the first as we come together in our fellowship to ministry, Lord God, just to lift up your holy name as the assembly, Lord God. Let us, for your presence, be forever upon us, Lord God. Be upon every heart and mind, Lord, that has come to pray, Lord God. Let the, let the hearts and the words that come from our lips be those that you have ordained, Lord God, not those that we seek or we want to put out, but those that you have a day. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for keeping our families, Lord, safe from all hurt, harm, and dangers as we slept last night. Lord God, we thank you for giving us new life and life more abundantly, Lord God, because we trust and we believe in you, Lord God. Even as we read your word, Lord God, open up our eyes, Lord God, to, to see, Lord God, the words that you have penned in the Bible, Lord God, the instructions for us to live by. Let us not be weary, Lord God, and we are doing for a due season. We will 
speak if we say not. Father God, I ask you that you anoint Sam, Lord God, anoint Felicia, anoint Maria, Maria, and Erica, and and Reva, and the many other sisters and brothers who come on this call, Lord God, that as they pray, Lord God, that they will be praying, Lord God, with the, with the expectations in their hearts, Lord God, knowing that you're going to answer the prayers that they have given that, that, that are going up for you. Father God, I set up a special prayer right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, not just this day, but every day that I pray, Lord God, for our children, for our youth. Right now, Lord God, they are faced, Lord God, with taking tests fake test, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, that you would give them the wisdom and the knowledge, Lord God, how to answer the questions, Lord God. Even if they're not sure, Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that you will guide their hands and their minds, Lord God, to mark the correct answer, Lord God, so that they would not have to be faced, Lord God, with ridicule from those of an authority, Lord God, from the State Department. Father God, we ask, Lord God, that this 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 giant, this Goliath that is placed before them, this ACT ready to expire, Lord God, be conquered and defeated, Lord God. Give them the knowledge and understanding to, to understand what is being being asked of them, Lord God, and to show themselves approved. So they have matriculated, Lord God, down to seven or eight months of this school year and let them be victorious of this test. Father God, I even lift up those who are in authority, Lord God, that their minds would, would be turned over, Lord God, that they would seek you, Lord God, as they come to make judgment and, and, and come and set laws, Lord God, and for the for your people, Lord God, because they must realize, Lord God, that we are yours, Lord God, and, and by your stripes, Lord God, we are victorious over everything. It says in the word that by your stripes we are healed. We're not just healed, Lord God, in our minds, body, and soul, but we are healed in every area of our lives, in our finances, in our walk, in everything that we do, Lord God, we are healed because Jesus has already conquered it on Calvary cross, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for that 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 Savior, Lord God, who came, Lord God, and he sacrificed his life, Lord God, for us. The one who knew no sin, who came on and took on the sin, yet he did not sin, Lord God. He came and bore the, the stripes of the stripes, many stripes that he received for us, Lord God, so, so we could come before you. And, Lord God, we come expecting, Lord God, for you to move mightily in our lives, Lord God. We come repenting, Lord God, of the many shortcomings that we have following, Lord God, because each and every day, Lord God, we miss the mark. But we thank you, Lord God, for grace and mercy, Lord God, that we are renewed, we are restored each and every day. Continue to watch over those, Lord God, who have not yet confessed Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Let them see the light that shines upon us, Lord God, the radiant light that keeps our face aglow, Lord God, and asking, Lord God, seek, Lord God, your will and your way and how they must be saved. And, Lord God, receive them in your appointed time. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Anybody else want to pray? Feel free, step I, up, step up. I, I'm, I'm thankful to God, first of all, if they're not going to speak. For the message that you brought Sunday, I could not chime in because it was time for me to walk into the church. But it really touched my spirit. God knows the words, you know, I, I try to be obedient because it says that the call is formal and not informal and not to give out shout-outs. I wouldn't be giving out shout-outs, but I'd just be saying amen to what has been preached. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hey, you know, when you step on my toes, I got to say something. But I just <laughs> 
God for what you, what the word, how God used you on Sunday morning. And, I, and I'm and i just so thankful for it because of the simple fact I know many times when we go to church, those are prepared scripts. But when you speak from the heart, I know that you're coming from the word of the Lord. So, therefore, I'm just, I just want to say that. Praise God. And then to be very honest with you, I, I, I know it's, I got Whenever I, I get start sitting down, it's going to be a lot that's going to come out on faith because when it started coming to me, it's still more stuff. So much like so much is inside. It's like oh, so I'm gonna actually just start sitting down and just start writing stuff out because I, I it's just he started he's, he's really because see what well, kind of like this is the process I go through. Like I said, in the morning I just get up and I go through my you know spiritual things, basically build up his presence and um. And then, then I, it's just like all of a sudden I know I got a message. I still might not know specifically, but I know I got a message. And then as I start reading and going through the Bible, he'll start directing me from there. But this particular week, he started, like I said, just kind of started doing the week, just different things. And then it was like maybe that Saturday, that Friday, Saturday, that's like, mm, it just started kind of hit me. And then when I was talking to Erica about things, she was like, yeah, you need to talk about that. Cause we need to hear, it. and it's, it's like from that point on, it's like I knew I, I that I was gonna be talking in that arena, but I still didn't know about what. But when I started, kind of started writing stuff down, and stuff started coming to me, and just more, I was like, it's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot. So I know I'm I'm gonna be expounding on that more and more, cause it's, it's just so much that he's just giving me to speak about it. And as even like Lisa was saying, a lot of times you really don't know what all is in you until you start opening your mouth and letting it out. Okay. Well, I guess I wear this. Hombroshi <laughs> Horombrandi 
Kobrush Kosara Kadaka Shirkosa, Hambrokran de Gosashi Gosashi Goranda Kosa, Hakashi Gosashi 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 Gosa, Hambrand Gosashi Gosashi Gosa, Hambrand Gosashi 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 Gombra, Hambraka Shirkosashi Gosashi Gosashi Gosarakanda, Hambrand Gosashi 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 Grandako, Hambrand Gosashi 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 Gomba, Hambrand Gosashi 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 Gomba, Hambrando Gosashi 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 Gomba, Haradedi the Goderander Gosashi 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 Haradedi the Gosashi 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 Haradedi the Gosashi 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 Hombrande Gosashi 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 Harambrande Gosashi 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 Harandari Gosashi 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 Harambrand Gosashi 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 Gosashi
Let your word begin to pour forth. Come forth, Lord. We seek in your presence. Holy Spirit, we have a we ask in Lord that you come and visit us. Shed the go set of course moving us, sort of moving us, Lord Randall, moving us, Lord Randall, moving us, Lord Randall, moving us, Lord Randall, go sit to go that come to go say, touch us now, Father, rush you to go say, let the presence of God go forth, rush you to go say that. Touch us now, Father, rush you to go sit let the presence of God go forth, run to go sit Touch us now, Lord Randall go sit to go sit go sit to go down. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Horombo shakara. Yes, 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 Lord. Rosike. Hombroshaka. Shirombose. Thank you, Father, for the anointing. Shandrasadadadagandaka. Come forth. Horombo touches, Lord. Come forth, Father. Roshia Gandrasike. Come forth, Rombo Kasa. Come forth, Rosike. Dedakasa. Come forth, Rosaka. Amen, amen, and amen, Lord. And amen. All right. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, let me see. Um, hmm. I got my list to do. Got to get her down. I got to go downtown. So, I'm going to hit my list real quick. I'm going to do it that way. She's going to be ready. (sighs) Okay. Rosen Hospital, Rondo to go Sishi to go Rondo to go Rondo to go Sadaka Darakosa, Sakara, watching it. Hushi to go Sishi to go Sishi to go Sishi to go Sishi to go Sadaka, Sakara. Reginald Foster, Hushi to go Sishi to go Sishi to go Sishi to go Sishi to go Sakara. Rose Johnson, Hunter to Gandhi to Gandhi to Gandhi to Gandhi to Gandhi to Gandhi to Sakara. Donald Luster, Hushi to go Sishi to go Sishi to go Sishi to go Sadaka, Sakara. Dale Akarandala, Hunter to Gandhi to Gandhi to go Sishi to go Sishi to go Sakara. My parents, who should go say, should go say, should go say, should go Sakara. Sakara. City of Atlanta, hundred again, 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 go Sakara. Sakara. President Obama, who should go say, should go say, should go Sakara. Sakara. Mastermind Group, who should go say, should go say, should go say, should go Sakara. Sakara. 
TCC, Hushida go sit, go sit, go sit, go sucka, sakara. Donna Johnson and family, Hushida go sit, go sit, go sucka, sakara. Daniel Watson and Watson family, Hushida go sit, go sucka, sakara. Pamela Scotty, Hushida go sit, go sit, go sucka, sakara. Tony Elijah, Hushida go sit, go sucka, sakara. Steve Saul, Hushida go sit, go sucka, sakara. Hodges Jr., hundred gun, hundred gun, hundred gun, go sa, sakara. Chris. Hushida go sit, go sit, go sit, go sit, Maria Mathis. Hushida go sit, go sit, go sit, go sit, Tony Agnew. Hundred gunner go sit, sakara. Pastor Mark. Hushida, I mean, uh, yeah. Ernest Castle. Hushida go sit, go sit, go sakara. Desiree Moyne family. Hushida go sit, go sit, go sakara. Pastor Titus Anderson. Hushida go sit, go sit, go sakara. Thomas Lawrence. Hushida go sit, go sit, go sakara. Wally Harden, hush it go fish it go sucka sucka. Lisa Brown, hush it go fish it go fish it go sucka sucka. And everybody else on the list, hush it go fish 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 it go right go sucka. Edion, hush it go fish it go fish it go fish it go fish it go sucka. The Moo family, hush it go fish it go fish it go sucka sucka. The Tolan family, hush it go fish it go fish it go fish it go sucka sucka. Teresa Crosby, Hushida go sit, she 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 go sit, Tristan Hardy, Hushida go sit, she go sit, she go sit, she go sit, she go Nancy Brewer, Hushida go sit, she 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 go sit, Morgan McMillan family, Hushida go sit, she go sit, she go sit, she go sit, Manuel Rosa, Hushida go sit, she go sit, she go sit, she go sit, Kay, Hushida go sit, she go sit, she go sit, she go saraga, sakara. Rochelle, Horum Brandy go sit, she go sit, she go sit, she go saraga, sakara. Uh, I got Kay, Rochelle, Richie Thomas, Hushida go sit, she go sit, she go saraga, sakara. Johnson and Jackson family, Hushida go sit, she go sit, she go saraga, sakara. And then the paint store, Hushida go sit, she go sit, she go sit, she go saraga, sakara. Sharon, hush it go sit, she go sit, she go sit, she go saraga, sakara. Brandon Allen, hush it go sit, she go sit, she go saraga, sakara. Sandy, hush it go sit, she go sit, she go sit, she go saraga, sakara. William Debbie, hush it go sit, she go sit, she go saraga, sakara. Young man on 107th Street, hush it go sit, she go sit, she go sit, she go saraga, sakara. Kevin Houghton family, hush it go sit, she go sit, she go sit, she go saraga, sakara. Conway Johnson, Hushida Sishik Sishik Saraga, Sakara. Shivalian Namkur, Shishik Sishik Sishik Saraga, Sakara. Amanda, Hunter Gander 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 Osa, Sakara. Susie Webb, Hushida Sishik 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 Saraga, Sakara. Claire Harper, Hushida Sishik 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 Saraga, Sakara. Lady on Cottage Grove, Hushu go sit, go sit, go sit, go sit, go sit, Dwight and Jimmy McCombs, Hushu go sit, go sit, go sit, go sit, go sit, David Rivera, Hushu go sit, go sit, go sit, go sit, go sit, Monique, Hushu go sit, go sit, go sit, go sit, go sit, Teresa Walker, hundred go, hundred go, hundred go, sit, go sit, go Patricia Arna, Hushu go sit, go sit, go sit, go sit, go sit, go Sakara. Tyrese, hush it go fish, go fish, go fish, go saraga, sakara. The boilers and the stricklers, hush it go fish, go fish, go fish, go saraga, sakara. The ridge, hush it go fish, go fish, go fish, go saraga, 
Sakara. Mukaro and family, Hushi to go sushi, go sushi, go sushi, go sushi, go sushi, Jakira, Hushi to go sushi, go sushi, go sushi, go sushi, Kim Gavon, Hushi to go sushi, go sushi, go sushi, go My tenants, Hushi to go sushi, go sushi, go sushi, go Ashley Nixon, Hushi to go sushi, go sushi, go sushi, go sushi, go sushi, go sushi, go Reba and Gabby. Hush it up, sis, you go, sis, you go, Rodaga, Sakara. Letitia, hush it up, sis, you go, Sakara. Tamika, hush it up, Sakara, Sakara. Ashley and Whitney, hush it up, Garada, Sakara. Latasha, hush it up, sis, you go, Sakara, Sakara. Wayne's friend, Humbrand, you go, sis, 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 you go, Sakara. And Betty, shit, a sis, you go, sis, you go, sis, you go, Sakara, Sakara. And everybody else in the back of the list. Hush it up, sis, you go, sis, you go, sis, you go, sis, you go, Rodaga, Sakara. Sheeran, hush it up, sis, you go, sis, you go, sis, you go, Rodaga, Sakara. Trey Mathis and Aero Singford, hush it up, sis, you go, sis, you go, sis, you go, Rodaga, Sakara. Punch Jelly, Janak, Kanishan, Aid, Hunter, the Gunner, 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 Morgan Farley, hush it up, sis, you go, sis, you go, sis, you go, Sakara. Christy, Shanice, and Tisa, Hunter, the Gunner, the Gunner, the Gunner, the Gunner, I lift the love, push it, 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 Caleb Boylan, hundred gun, 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 Courtney Collin Brandon, push it, push it, push it, push it, push it, push it, Nick Brandon, Holly and Samantha, push it, 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 Sean and Stephen, hush it up, sis, you go, sis, you go, sis, you go, Sarah, Sakara. Faith, Justin, Love, Muhammad, hush it up, sis, you go, sis, you go, sis, you go, Sarah, Sakara. Move, cat. Octavia McDonald, hundred again, hundred again, hundred again, hundred again, Sarah, Jalen Roy, hush it up, sis, you go, sis, you go, hundred again, Sarah. Men's grandkids, kids, hundred again, hundred again, hundred again, hundred again, Sarah, Sakara. Benny Free, hush it up, sis, you go, sis, you go, sis, you go, Sarah, Sakara. Samara Dickinson, Hishida, Sishida, 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 Sakara. Charles Griggs, Hishida, Sishida, 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 Randaga, Sakara. Jasmine and Friend, Hishida, Sishida, 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 Randaga, Sarakosa, Korobosa, Sakara. And Jalen Roy, I got them, Goroshiraga, Sakara. And everybody else on the list, Hishida, Sishida, 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 Sakara. All right, that's my three. So then we got what? Walking in the realm of the supernatural. Hundred again, hundred again, hundred again, hundred again, hundred go sira sakara. Discernment. Hush it up, sish it up, sish it up, sish it up, sish it up, sakara. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Hush it up, sish it up, sish it up, sish it up, sish it up, radaga sakara. Financial breakthrough. Sish it up, 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 sakara sakara. Um, grace and favor and mercy. Our gifts and our and our talents. Our gifts and our yeah fruits. Okay, what else we got?
Walking in the realm of supernatural, discernment, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, health, healing, restoration. Renewing our minds. Renewing our youthful. Supernatural, superhuman strength, ability, gifts, and talents on the synergistic and increasing basis. Okay, I'm thinking that might be it. I'm going to let a song play. I'll figure this out.
to you. I want to do what you ask me to. I want to go wherever you say. Say the word and I'll obey. I want to live a life that's real. I want to serve you, Lord, for real. For you deserve all the Yeah. 
Okay, I'm going to get into the lesson because i got to get out of here. Okay. Yep. Burdens of the spirit. The burdens of the spirit different from the weight. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, here we go. The burdens of the spirit different from the weights of the spirit. The latter proceeded from Satan with the intent of crushing the believer and making him suffer. But the former issued from God and his desire to manifest his will to the believer so he may cooperate with him. Any weight on the spirit has no other objective than to oppress it. Therefore, it usually serves no purpose and produces no fruit. A burden of the spirit, on the other hand, is given by God to his child for the purpose of calling him to work, to pray, or to preach. It is a burden with a purpose with reason and for spiritual profit. We must learn how to distinguish the burden of the spirit from the weight of the spirit. Hmm. Hmm. Satan never burdens Christians with anything. He only encircles his spirit and presses in with a heavy weight. Really? <laughs> Such a load binds one's spirit and throttles his mind from functioning. A person with a burden or concern from God merely carries it, but the one who is oppressed by Satan finds his total being bound. With the arrival of the power of... <laughs> Yo, you want me to read that again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay? I'll just say, uh, Satan never burdens Christians with anything. He only encircles his spirit and presses in with a heavy weight. Such a load binds one's spirit and throttles his mind from functioning. A person with a burden or concern from God merely carries it, but the one who is oppressed by Satan finds his total being bound. Hmm. With the arrival of power from darkness, a believer instantaneously forfeits his freedom. A God-given burden is quite the reverse. However weighty it may be, God's concern is never so heavy as to throttle him from praying. The freedom of prayer will never be lost under any burden from God. Yet the enemy's weight which forces itself upon one's spirit invariably denies one his freedom to pray. The burden imparted by God is lifted once we have prayed, but the heaviness from the enemy cannot be raised unless we fight and resist in prayer. The weight on the spirit steals in unawares, whereas the concern of the spirit results from God's spirit working in our spirit. The load upon the, load upon the spirit is most miserable and oppressive, while the burden of the spirit is very joyous. Naturally, the flesh does not deem it, for it summons us to walk together with God. See Matthew 11 and 30. It turns bitter only when opposed and demands is not made, met. All real works begin with burdens or concerns in the spirit. Of course, when the spirit lacks any concern, we need to exercise our mind. When God desires us to labor or speak or pray, 
He first implants a burden in our spirit. Now, if we are acquainted with the laws of the spirit, we will not continue on carelessly with the work in hand and allow the burden to accrue. Nor will we neglect, neglectfully disregard the burden until it is no longer sense. We should lay everything aside immediately to ferret out the meaning of this burden. Once we have discerned this in part, we can act import, we can act accordingly. And when the work called for is done, the burden then leaves us. In order to receive burdens from God, our spirit has to be kept continuously free and untrampled. Only an untrampled spirit can detect the movement of the Holy Spirit. Any spirit which is already full of concerns has lost the sharpness of its intuitive sense and hence cannot be a good vessel. <sighs> Due to his failure to act accordingly to the burden which he already has received from God, the believer often finds himself painfully burdened for many days. During this period, God is unable to give him any new one. Consequently, it is highly, unne- it is highly necessary to search out the meaning of a burden through prayer with the help of the Holy Spirit and the exercise of one's mind. Frequently, the burden or concern in the Spirit is for prayer, Colossians 4 and 12. As a matter of fact, we are not able to pray beyond our burden. To continue to pray without it can produce no fruit because the prayer must be emanating from my mind. But the prayer burden in the Spirit can only be lightened through prayer. Whenever God concerns us with something such as prayer, preaching the Word, and so forth, the only way to lessen that concern or burden is to do what it calls for. The prayer burden in the Spirit alone enables us to pray in the Holy Spirit with sighs too deep for words. When our spirit is concerned with prayer, prayer burdens, nothing can discharge that burden except prayer. It is lifted soon after the work is performed. Because of the large accumulation of prayer burdens, we often find it difficult to pray at first. But the longer we pray, the more our spirit responds with amen. We should try our best to pour out all the burdens in our spirit by prayer until all of them are left us. The more life is poured out through prayer, the happier we are. A common temptation, however, is to cease praying before the burden is lifted. When we begin to feel buoyant in our spirit, we assume our prayer is answered, not realizing we are just beginning to engage in spiritual work. (laughs) Mm. If at that moment we turn away to attend to other matters, the spiritual work will suffer great loss. A believer should never regard spiritual labor as altogether joyous. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. A believer should never regard spiritual labor as altogether joyous and jubilant as though the presence of the burden is going to deprive him of what he considers to be spiritual experience. Quite pitiful is the one who is unaware of what real spiritual exertion and the burden of the spirit is truly like. He who is willing to suffer for God and man does not live for himself, but those who daily seek sensuous pleasures and become apprehensive about bearing burdens for God and the church are living only for themselves. Now, in light of what has just been said, we must not consider ourselves as fallen on having error when God imparts a burden to us. Satan is extremely pleased if we interpret it as such, for he should thereby escape our attacks. Let us not misunderstand ourselves. And let us not listen to Satan, for if we do, we should be accused and tormented further. Genuine spiritual work is aggressive towards Satan and travails in birth for believers. These in no wise can be termed joyous under... These in no wise can be termed joyous undertakings. They require a more thorough depth to self. 
That explains why no soulless Christian is able to engage in true spiritual efforts. To enjoy sensuous pleasures daily is no evidence of spirituality. On the contrary, those who go on with God and disregard their own feelings are the truly spiritual ones. When a believer is burdened is contending with the enemy, he often wishes to be alone. <laughs> he often wishes to be alone, separated from all human intercourse, so as to concentrate on spiritual warfare. Before hmm. the combat is over, he can barely display a smiling face. <laughs> oh, Lord. A spiritual Christian should welcome any burden with the Lord brings his way. We need to know the laws of the Spirit and the way to cooperate with God as well. Otherwise, we may prolong the burden to our disadvantage or else lose the opportunity to labor together with God. Every time we receive a burden in our spirit, we should find out immediately through prayer what that burden is. If it is a call to war, to war we go. If it is a call to preach the gospel, the gospel we preach. And if a call to pray, pray we will. Let us seek how to work together with God. Let the old burden be discharged and the new one come in. Mm. Yeah, uh-huh. Mm. Okay. All righty then. The burdens of the spirit different from the weights of the spirit. Now, this is what we talked about before, the weights, you know, that we talked about before, which hopefully you remember some of it. <laughs> but, I mean, but it really, even in saying that, it's just striking, again, understanding everything that God does, that Satan does affect simile. Mm-hmm. So that, that that's just it right there. So Satan has weights, God has burdens. The burden of the spirit different from the weight of the spirit. The latter proceeded from Satan with the intent of crushing the believer and making him suffer, but the former issued from God and his desire to manifest his will to the believer so he may cooperate with him. Any weight on the spirit has no other objective than to oppress it, therefore usually serves no purpose and produces no proof. A burden of the spirit, on the other hand, is given by God to his child for the purpose of calling him to work, pray, or preach. It is a burden with purpose, with reason, and for spiritual profit. We must learn how to distinguish the burden of the spirit from the weight of the spirit. So both of them are a force, a burden and a weight. But, again, both of them are coming from different directions. Weight coming from Satan, burdens coming from the Lord. The weight is coming to oppress, crush, and kill us, whereas God is coming to give life. And once you, once you perform whatever it is that he wants you to perform, that burden is lifted. So, again, this is why it's necessary that we begin to understand the inner workings of our spirit, soul, and body. Satan never burdens Christians with anything. He only encircles their spirit and presses in with a heavy weight. Now, I can't do nothing but laugh about that one. He circles their spirit and presses in with a heavy weight. That sounds like an animal attack, how they circle around looking for a way to get in. And that's what the enemy doing. He's still killing and destroy. That's his job. Such a load binds one's spirit and throttles his mind from functioning. He's looking for cracks. So when he's encircling you, he's looking for cracks. Again, he can't tell what's going on inside. He can only tell how you react. So that's why it's necessary to learn how to respond rather than reacting. When he does something and something triggers, okay, did she move? Did he move? What did he say? Hmm. What did they do? Okay, so he's studying, trying to see. Okay, they started running their mouth because that car cut them up. Okay, we know that's the way in. 
We know how to get him. And so that's what he's, he's, he's encircling and he's studying why he's encircling. Such a load binds one's spirit and throttles his mind from functioning. A person with a burden or concern from God merely carries it, but the one who's oppressed by Satan finds his total being bound. With the arrival of the power of darkness, a believer instantaneously forces freedom. A God-given burden is quite the reverse. However weighty it might be, God's concern is never so heavy as to throttle him from praying. So if you're trying to figure out what's going on and you can't con- contact with God, then it should be, get, it should be um, a directive as far as where it's originating from. If it's seizing you, oh, I don't want to. Now, I'm not trying to say that you not have to, not have to overcome the flesh. Because the flesh is always going to be there. The flesh is, oh, don't pick up your Bible. Don't call this person. Don't open the program. Don't read. Don't study. It's always going to be the flesh. But I'm talking about what's the point that it just puts you in a point that you're, like, oppressed as well as depressed, as well as I'm going to run away from. Then it's, it's something coming from a demonic force. So that's what you need to begin to understand. And I like how he pointed out, no, no, however weighty that burden might be, God might give you some burdens. Look at Paul. He tried to get that throwing out his flesh. God said no. So God will give you some weighty burdens, but that therefore a purpose is to produce fruit. person with a burden of concern from God merely carries it, but the one who's oppressed by Satan finds his total being bound. With the arrival of the power of darkness, a believer instantaneously forfeits his freedom. A God-given burden is quite the reverse. However weighty may be, God's concern is never so heavy as to throttle him from praying. The freedom of prayer will never be lost under any burden from God. Yet the enemy's weight which forces itself upon one's spirit invariably denies one his freedom to pray. The burden imparted by God is lifted once we have prayed, but the heaviness from the enemy cannot be raised unless we fight and resist it to prayer. So if you got the burden, you want to get rid of it, it's getting on your nerves, just just do what God told you to do. You know, rather than trying to go around it, you know, I love my cousin, but I just used to look at him and say, that boy would try to, it would spend more time trying to get out of work than it would take for him to just go ahead and do it and get it over with. Same thing, God wants to do something. We try to go around it like your friend y'all was talking to yesterday. But anyway. (laughs) <laughs> try to find <laughs> Yeah, she gonna she gonna cut me on that one. But anyway, you know, every excuse on why we shouldn't do what, what what we need to do. So that's actually energy that you're taking trying to go around something rather than taking that same energy and then just going through it and and, and, and applying it to what needs to be done to get the job done. The burden by God is in part the burden imparted by God is lifted once we've prayed, but the heaviness from the enemy cannot be raised unless we fight and resist in prayer. The weight on the spirit steals in unawares, whereas the concern of the spirit results from God's spirit working in our spirit. The load upon our spirit is most miserable and oppressive, while the burden of the spirit is very joyous. Naturally the flesh does not deem it so. Now that's so doggone key right there. The burden of the spirit is very joyous. Naturally, the flesh does not deem it so. Okay? So, again, you got to recognize you might have something in your spirit, but that flesh is still going, man, really? I don't want. 
understand where it's coming from. Again, if you begin to get get a gain and understanding what we talked about, everything everything has senses. Your spirit, soul, and body each have its own set of senses. Your flesh is going to automatically resist your spirit. Begin to understand that. So you got a burden from God; it's joyous, but your flesh said, "Man, really." Perfect example, and I was messing with y'all this morning. Where y'all, where y'all at? Because I'm normally the one like, really? Uh, no, yeah, yeah. Uh. Come on. All right, leave me alone. But see, if you keep putting to your spirit, then sooner or later it's going gonna, it's gonna to go and take you where you need to be. But see, I'm recognizing that it's my flesh, and then, like, okay, it's my flesh, whatever. It'll, get, it'll catch up. So God gives you something that's in your spirit that needs to be done, and you have the peace, you have the joy, you have the strength to do it. Whereas in your flesh, it's going, really? you got to be kidding me. Naturally, the flesh does not deem itself. For it summons us to walk together with God, see Matthew 11.30. It turns bitter only when opposed and when his demands is not met, talking about the flesh. All real works begin with burdens or concerns in the spirit. Of course, when the spirit lacks any concern, we need to exercise our minds. When God desires us to labor or to speak or to pray, he first implants a burden in our spirit. Now, if we are acquainted with the laws of the spirit, we will not continue on carelessly with the work in hand and allow the burden to accrue. In other words, he give you something and you ain't do nothing with it. Uh-huh, yeah, procrastinate, leave it alone. Now, what will happen, depending on what it is and how long after, so then it'll finally leave you, but that means you didn't do it. Somebody else had to do it. Hmm. You know, and then people wonder why they're not fulfilling their destiny, wonder why they're stuck. Well, you didn't, God gave you something to do, but you didn't, you didn't do it. Remember, I said, when it comes to his will, his, 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 um, his, um, his his covenant purposes, he's got to get somebody to perform his will, else his word will come back to him void, and that ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And his grand plans, you get a burden. And, he, and I mean, everybody's different. And it's, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about everything is progressive. Everything is growth. So don't begin to walk in condemnation, beating yourself up. I'm not trying to get you to do any of that. But just understand, you have a time frame for that burden. And it might be a few days, it might be a few moments, it might be a few months. I don't know. Depending on what it is, it might be a few years. Normally it's not that way. But, again, every, what you got is you got, you got seasons, you got times. So I, we can't tell. I don't know. And that's why I say that's between you and the Holy Spirit. That's why you got to have a one-on-one relationship. Because of the large accumulation of prayer burdens, we often find it difficult to pray at once. Okay. Frequently, the burden of concern in the spirit is for prayer. As a matter of fact, we're not able to pray beyond our burden. To continue to pray without it produces no fruit because the prayer must be emanating from... I feel like I missed something. Yeah, I did. Okay. All real works begin with burdens of concerns in the spirit. Of course, when the spirit lacks any concern, we need to exercise our mind. When God desires us to labor, speak, or pray, he first implants a burden in our spirit. Now, if we are acquainted with the laws of the spirit, we will not continue on carelessly with the work in hand and allow the burden to accrue. Nor will we neglectfully disregard the burden until there's no longer sense. We should lay everything aside immediately to ferret out the meaning of this burden. Once we've discerned its import, we can act accordingly. And when the work called for is done, the burden then leaves us. 
In order to receive burdens from God, our spirit has to be kept continuously free and untrampled. In other words, you've got to be constantly open to receive from God. That's why you've got to learn to put aside the cares and concerns of this world. That's why you've got to learn to put his work, word and work first. Only an untrampled spirit can detect the movement of the Holy Spirit. Any spirit which is already full of concerns has lost the sharpness of his intuitive sense and hence cannot be a good vessel. Due to his failure to act according to the burden which he has already received from God, the believer often finds himself painfully burdened for many days. During this period, God is unable to give him any new ones. Consequently, it is highly necessary to search out the meaning of a burden through prayer with the help of the Holy Spirit and the exercise of one's mind. In other words, we're trying to go on to the next thing, but we haven't even done the first thing which God called us to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so you know, he gives you grace sufficient for the day. And, I, and again, this is kind of, con- oh, most, of the, most of the words are contrary to the world. So, But, you know, we want to have a whole plan. As God said, well, you ain't done the first thing. Why well, am I going to give you something else to do? But we right. want to have our whole, excuse me, we want to have everything laid out in front of us so I can see the full plan, so I can know what I need to do, one, two, three. And God said, that ain't the way that I need you to operate. Because, see, he really needs and wants and desires you to depend totally upon him. But, see, that is so contrary to how we act. So we just fight it. In order to receive burdens from God, our spirit has to be kept continuously free and untrampled. Only an untrampled spirit can detect the movement of the Holy Spirit. Any spirit which is already full of concerns has lost the sharpness of intuitive sense and hence cannot be a good vessel. Due to his failure to act according to the burden which is already received from God, the believer often finds himself painfully burdened for many days. During this period, God is unable to give him any new ones. Consequently, it is highly necessary to search out the meaning of a burden through prayer with the help of the Holy Spirit and the exercise of one's mind. Frequently, the burden of concern in the spirit is for prayer, Colossians 4 and 12. As a matter of fact, we are not able to pray beyond our burden. To continue to pray without it can produce no fruit because the prayer must be emanating from our mind. Okay. Here we go back to soulish works. Now we're even praying through our souls. That is why the majority of the time when I pray, I pray in the spirit. That is very honest with you. Not that I had that understanding when I first started doing it, but... I mean, to keep it simple, if you are truly praying in the Spirit and it is truly God speaking through you, then he knows what needs to be prayed for. Right. So I pray in the Spirit, and then from whatever comes up from that, then I'll speak. Rather than, you know, and, and I, I laugh because I tell you all kinds of people ask me to pray for the left toe on fingernail half thin, and I look, okay. And so they finish asking me what it is, and I just say, okay, Ramboko Shedadadakanda. You know, anyway, that's why we have to learn to pray from our spirit what the Holy Spirit wants and needs us to pray for. If not, we're praying with our mind, we're asking amiss, we're truly not in tune with God. Frequently, the burden of concern in the spirit is for prayer. As a matter of fact, we're not able to pray beyond our burden. To continue to pray without, to continue to pray without it can produce no fruit because the prayer must be emanating from our mind. But the prayer burden in the spirit can only be lightened through prayer. Whenever God concerns us with something such as prayer, preaching the word, and so forth, the only way to lessen that concern or burden is to do what it calls for. 
The prayer burden of spirit alone enables us to pray in the Holy Spirit with sighs too deep for words. When our spirit is concerned with prayer, burdens, nothing can discharge the burden except prayer. It is lifted soon after the work is performed. Again, going back to that moaning and groanings in our spirit. Because of the large accumulation of prayer burdens, we often find it difficult to pray at first. But the longer we pray, the more our spirit responds with amen. We should try our best to pour out all the burdens in our spirit by prayer until all of them are left us. The more life is poured out through prayer, the happier we are. A common temptation, however, is to cease praying before the burden is lifted. Hmm. We been, be, when, when we begin to feel buoyant in our spirit, we assume our prayer is answered, not realizing we are just beginning to engage in spiritual work. Y'all get that? So I feel a lightness. I'm going to stop. It's over. And then he said, no, that's actually when you're just beginning to start. When we begin to feel buoyant in our spirit, we assume our prayer is answered, not realizing we're just beginning to engage in spiritual work. If at that moment we turn away to attend to other matters, then spiritual work will suffer great loss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a believer should never regard spiritual labor as altogether joyous. Now, I'm going to just laugh through this one so you, you all just whatever y'all want to do. A believer should never regard spiritual labor as altogether joyous and jubilant as though the presence of a burden is going to deprive him what he considers to be spiritual experience. Quite pitiful is the one who is unaware of what the real spiritual exertion and the burden of the Spirit is truly like. He who is willing to suffer for God and men does not live for himself. But those who daily seek sensuous pleasure and become apprehensive about bearing burdens for God and the church are living only for themselves. Now, in the light of what has just been said, we must not consider ourselves as fallen or having error whenever God imparts a burden to us. Satan is extremely pleased if we interpret it as such, for he should thereby escape our attacks. <coughs> let us not let us not miss <coughs> excuse me. Let us not <coughs> hold on one second. Let us not misunderstand ourselves, and let us not listen to Satan. But if we do, we should be accused and tormented faultless. Further, genuine spiritual work is aggressive towards Satan and travails in birth for believers. These in no wise can be termed joyous undertakings. They require more thorough depth to self. That explains why no soulless Christian is able to engage in true spiritual effort. To enjoy sensuous pleasures daily is no evidence of spirituality. On the contrary, those who go on with God and disregard their own feelings are truly spiritual ones. When a believer in burden is contending with the enemy, he often wishes to be alone, separated from all human intercourse, so as to concentrate on spiritual warfare. Because the com- before the combat is over, he can barely display a smiling face. A spiritual Christian should wait, welcome any burden with the Lord brings his way. We need to know the laws of the Spirit and the ways to cooperate with God as well. Otherwise, we may prolong the burden to our disadvantage or else lose the opportunity to labor together with God. Every time we receive a burden in our spirit, we should find out immediately through prayer what that burden is. If it is a call to war, to war we go. 
If it is a call to preach the gospel, the gospel we preach. And a call to pray, pray we will. Let us seek how to work together with God. Let the old burden be discharged and the new one come in. And that is our lesson. Mm-hmm. Touched on a whole lot of stuff, didn't it? That made my hand hurt today. <laughs> oh, you doing a Pam or Lisa, huh? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. But that explains a lot, though. That explains a lot. It really does. Because I have I felt that, you know, where uh, I do most of my praying when I'm on the call. I'm not even going to lie. Most of my praying I do on the call. But when I have gone into my moments of prayer, when I feel the urge to pray, and then, like they, like he was saying about the lightness, you know, first it's like a heaviness, and I, as I'm praying, I feel like it's lifted, and I'll stop, like, oh, okay, it must be done. Now I know why I feel like something's left undone, like, like, I should still be praying, but I'm like, I feel like I don't, you know, I feel like I, sometimes I feel like if I, if I go any further, I won't be praying correctly, so I'll just stop. But that's, I've been, yeah, so now I know. I know. Keep going. Press through Thresholds and limitations. Yeah. Wow. I'm about to change phones. Good morning. I'm 
Whatever. <laughs> I right, question time is whatever, because after that we got prayer. Like I said, I'm heading to my bills and I go downtown. So anybody got any questions, comments, criticisms? I just want to know if I can get a prayer right quick. I'm sorry, y'all. I ain't trying to bogart. <laughs> yes, she is. She feeling she feeling better now because she at work. Huh? Huh? I ain't got nothing to do. I'm going crazy. Really? Okay. <laughs> she feels better now. She got a little job. She can keep her busy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Now. I was, I was doing that. Yeah, I was like, I can't do this. Why you should have seen me? I walked in here into my element. I had a little spring in my step. <laughs> I was like, where my class? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Father. Oh, now, Father, reveal to her. Hold on to her. Keep her where you want her to be kept, Lord. Don't let her run back to the old things. But keep her where you desire her to be kept. Strengthen her. Fortify her. Educate her. Love on her, Father. Let your word begin to rise up inside of her, Father. Minister to her, Lord. Let her have experiences with you, Father. Let her have experiences with you, Lord. Let her learn to trust you, Father. And let your word rise up in her life. To the fullness of who you call her to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Jubilant Christian with a smile on his face. Are you ready for your prayer? Yeah. All right. 
Back back a long time ago, um, and it's kind of touching on that. When I was first, actually, when I first started hanging out with intercessors and stuff like that, and this minister told me, "Say, you know, you might have to pray at least an hour before you even get out your flesh." Oh, wow. And I just feel led to tell you that, Renee, and I'm talking about. He's talking about praying in the spirit. Uh-huh. That, you know, you, you need to pray a lot more, a lot longer in the spirit before you even really begin to connect in the spiritual arenas that God is desiring you to connect in. And and that's what we were just talking about. You know, we think we're there and we're not, and we feel that buoyancy, and that's really where the work begins. God has some things for you to begin to connect and to go and to work with him at, but you're going to have to pray harder and longer and more earnestly in your spiritual man. That means you're going to have to disconnect your mind and just let your spirit come forth, not for a few minutes, but for minutes, for long duration, before you really begin to connect with the spirit and what God desires for you to say. <laughs> Look, everybody said, because it ain't like that's not something that could apply to all of us. We like, yeah, yeah, um, it's kind of funny because, um, over here, watching a movie called A Thousand Words. You said over the weekend what? Over the weekend, I was watching a movie called A Thousand Words. Okay. Okay, and this this guy, he wanted to make everybody proud of him. And he um, worked for an advertising agency for where it was this guru that wrote a book. He said he would help promote this man's book. But when he went to go visit the guru, the guru, um, there was a tree there that had bit him. He went home and he grew in his head. If he said a word, it would lose a leaf. And the guru said, the tree is not when there's no more leaves, you're dead. So I kept trying to get away, get around and communicate and talking. It was hard for me to do. His mom had mom would always call him man's name. But when he went to go visit his mom and he say he had to be how he used to work, um, I asked him to say And when he did that, his mom started telling him how powerful he was. He him to feel 
for her to do that and for him to realize what went on in order for him to change. And um, it was like a little pamphlet. He was looking at him like, are you serious? You want me to, to, to push this? It has to be a bunch of words that you have to do. But also the make so hey, be in a hurry to what you want to do. Was you able to understand what I was saying, or was I going in and out? You going in and out? Okay, so I'm happy. Uh, you need a new phone like me. Yeah. Uh, I'm just All right, I'm almost to my destination. Anybody else want prayer? You can pray for me, sir. Uh, the other jobless woman. <laughs> oh, believe me, I found a job that I could do right now. Well, look, sitting on your couch is not a job. Well, I haven't been sitting on my couch. Yeah, what? My infamous dentist, doctors, driver's license, mission, car tag, and keep me busy enough this week. <laughs> Changing yeah, my yeah, name, yeah. social security office, I mean, all that great stuff. Yeah, okay. Uh, in other words, you got some things done. Mm-hmm. Well, in the process, I'm headed to driver's license right now. Just left the dentist. Uh, Man, will use my insurance while I still got it. You said, what about your I know insurance? That's fine. Uh, I said, Man, will use my insurance while I still got it. Mm-hmm. That's, I know that's the right girl because I've I'm, I'm been to the dentist a thousand times. I'm sending the kids. <laughs> Everybody going to the dinner. Are uh, you ready, woman? I am. Okay. It's like, get the Q-tip, get the wax out your ears, and you're hearing better, but you don't like what you hear, so you want to put the wax back in your ears. <laughs> Felicia? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ah, no, that can't be, no, give me that wax, put it back in there, because that was better off that way. <laughs> Give me them scales, put them back on my eyes. So I, I, I know this can't be what I'm really looking at. Because <laughs> then, then, then I know that burden is coming that I'm going to have to do something. Ah, oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. No. <laughs> oh, I know. You, I get on your nerves. <laughs> But the thing is, 
as you begin to walk and you know it that you will have everything you need to do and accomplish that which is in front of you to do. But but see, you know what? And exactly what we talked about. In your spirit, you know that. But what do we just say? That that flesh ain't gonna like it. And, and, and that's that flesh. And you know, put that wax back in. Put them skills back on the mind. Now we good. But your spirit is going. Now you know better than that. See, she only want to talk to me no more. Well, I ain't got about five minutes. So you good. I mean, we can talk. I'm, I'm going to be on the L, you know, so you can talk. I can listen. You're right. I hear and I see. And I don't even know if I don't even know if I can fathom the can you put the wax back in my ears and can you put the scale over my eyes? I'm I'm like at really? <laughs> I th- I'm like, at, do why do I have do I have to see this again, or do I have to see something else? Hey, wait, a um, and it's, a, it's not a deeper underlying question. Is okay, Lord, you showing this to me for a reason. That's what's really getting you. It ain't like you yeah, well, it the heck yeah. of it. There's a purpose behind it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a mother, mother, grown, grown. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> the irritating thing is she even knows what he wants her to do with it. So. I'm going back on you. You know what? <laughs> what you like? Repeat yourself, Felicia. I said the irritating thing is she even knows what he wants her to do with it. So. Mm. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like yesterday. I went to Social Security Administration office. And, you know, though I was being a little facetious, I was serious. And, you know, I asked the guy, I said, am I going to want to kill myself if, you know, if I sign in? Because, you know, usually government takes all day. And so the... The guy says no, but as soon as I, you know, go ahead and sign in to see someone, this lady comes in, and I pass her, you know, beforehand, but this lady, you can tell she has some type of, uh, you know, alcohol or drug issue and maybe some mental illness, but she has these two little babies with her, like at least two or three years old, no more than three. And she she cussing these kids out. You hear me? They don't. They probably can't even formulate a complete sentence. But she's cursing these kids out. And I was like, Lord, why, why, why? I just I was just coming to get a new social security card. That's all I was coming in here for. You know, and the security guard. You know, she when she's telling her the little kids to sit down. And I remind you, I'm if I say three, I think I'm giving them two. You know, they're too old because they still had on like a little pull up. But she pick, literally picked one of the little girls up by her coat and sat her in the chair. And. The security guard says something to her, and, of course, she performs this great act about, you know, what, what? I can't pick up these my kids. 
I can't pick up. And I'm like, Lord, I, just, I, I really didn't want no confrontation today. I didn't even really want to have to talk to nobody. I just wanted to come get a Social Security card. <laughs> that, that, that's all I wanted to do. I need a new Social Security card, and I was really not coming for anything else. And it's just like, you know, Lord, do I do I really have to minister to her right now? I just want to, you know, a few minutes to myself. Just go get this Social Security card and come on out. So what happened? Did you minister to her? No, because security, security got to her. <laughs> security got to her. You know, and she had issue after issue. Well, yeah. And the kids had, she gave the kids the tablet to play with, and it was on Adobe. Uh, so all the noise in the government office had to address that. It was just, it was, a, it was, I was like, He is not here today. So you stuck with me. Uh, Good morning, everybody. She's so happy to be at work. Yes, of course. I'm afraid not, my dear child. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I should take this off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Getting ready to go to the L station, and it's going to be a lot of noise. So. Uh, can I get back, please? Surely, dear. I'm not going to take it off speakerphone. Uh, yes, okay. <sighs> Ooh. Versions and weights. Hearing, seeing, moving. Oh, really, God? That's too much. I don't want to. No. <clears throat> Why me? I ain't qualified. I ain't capable. Hmm. The funny thing about all of this is, why did God pick you? So you're spending all this time trying to tell the creator that you're not qualified. You're spending all this time trying to tell the potter that you're not ready. You're spending all this time trying to tell the one who made you that he's put you in the wrong position. Even if you go through his word, it will tell you that when you are weak, he is, you are strong in him. When you don't have, through him you can and will do all things. So you can't run to the word to find an excuse. So you turn into yourself. And Matthew, you might even run from the word because you know if you go in there enough, you will find whatever it is that you need. So, what you gonna do? You gonna continue to allow yourself 
Rely on that flesh. Run to yourself for answers. Or are you going to just say, you know what, I give up, God. Help me to trust you. Even the man whose child was sick, he said, Jesus, help my unbelief. Even in that, Jesus will meet you there. He will meet you there to help your unbelief. Wherever you're at, he deems you ready. Wherever you're at, he deems you qualified. Wherever you're at, he deems you chosen. So trust in the one who's positioned to place you there. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning. I'm not. Uh-huh. I'm going to mute because it's loud. Yeah, I'm going to mute everybody. We thank you for this man of God. We thank you for all that he brings, all that he shows. Thank you for his strong in his strength and caring in all that he goes through. Father, we thank you that everything we give out, you will give it back to him a hundredfold. Father God, we ask that you will bless the travel today. Bless whatever he needs to do, oh God. Put before him the process and steps he needs to make so that he can have a, 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 an effective end to whatever situation he has to deal with today for your glory and for his good. Father, we ask that you'll watch over his family and the seven degrees of separation so that he has no other strength, no other worries to, to build upon that all that he deals with, that you will be able to clear it for him in the name of Yeshua. And we bless you for his support. We bless you for his, for his spiritual and physical and mental strength to continue to drop closer to you. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. 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 Have you ever taught before, Erica? Have I ever what? Taught before? <laughs> no, I haven't. And I, I laugh because... um. Well, not in the school system. I, yes and no. But not as a teacher in the school system. I've been doing a, a lot of that with these two trainings that I've been last doing with um, elder abuse and chronic disease. And I'm, I'm, um, actually, I, I enjoy it. I really do. I actually enjoy it. You know, of course, I'm dealing with people that are, you know, at least 60 years old and older. I enjoy it. You said it's elder abuse and what else? Chronic disease self-management. 
I'm just excited that I got it right. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. It's chronic diseases. Um, they're really talking about uh, multiple chronic diseases that elderly deal with, but we cover anything from diabetes, uh, cancer, um, fibromyalgia, um, pretty much anything. Except, you know, they're most, um, they're most, Mostly in the medical health field, nothing in um you know mental illness or anything like that, but yeah, even though we do touch a facet of um you know mental illness like depression because typically with um a chronic disease. Some type of depression, you know, is also, excuse me, associated with it. Okay. And what you teach how to how to overcome it? How to actually different um, processes um, or phases or things that you can do to manage that chronic disease, dealing with. Um, you know, being more fit, exercising, uh, you know, things we actually talk about on the line about how you can, um, one can implement distractions, positive distractions, mm-hmm. you know, to um, conquer their, you know, the depression or the, the negative thoughts, um that they may deal with, and even um, the distraction of implementing a, um, I guess, implementing an exercise or something to keep, you know, an older person who's not as active as they once were, you know, because they have a lot of sedentary things, you know, that they uh, do now as opposed to beforehand when they were more active, and combined with that uh, chronic disease, you know, they're, you know, just trying to make them more mobile, more physically and mentally, and uh, even, you know, depending on the crowd or the group of people, we touch on aspects of spiritual activities as well. Do you have like a, a, a manual or something that you've written up, or is it just? Yeah, it's, um, I do have a um, I do have a manual of various things that we cover, um, and it's with um, Stanford University that I've become a you know a certified lay leader to um, do the chronic disease. But I'm actually thinking about, which is something I need to do today, one of the things I need to do today when I get home, is to um, look at teaching on a college level. And one of the um, institutions I'm looking at is um, Bob Mackey. Bob Mackey. Mm-hmm. Well, typically what they do, 
is once I um, submit interest in uh, teaching, they um, I will have to also provide them with my transcripts, and based on the credit number or credit hours of classes that I've taken in a certain um, curriculum, they will qualify you to teach, you know, classes under that umbrella if it's not that, you know, in that particular school or curriculum. So there's no telling what I might come, what I may get from them. Probably will be more along the lines of, uh, you know, mental illness therapy or business. And that's what you want to get into? Well, I've I've decided that I need to have, um, I need to be, um, to have multiple layers of income or resources. I'm going to have to do, I'm going to have to dib and dab in a couple of things. I'm looking to have, uh, you know, I guess various streams of income. All right. So that will be just one facet of something that I will get into. And um, definitely more so in the, um, you know, counseling, mental illness realm, and Lord knows wherever else he's going to send me. I'm so happy about it. Now, would you yeah. be willing to do something like that on uh, um, as far as streaming live on video? Never thought about it, but I don't see why that. I, I can see it happening. Okay. 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 Oh, because there one of the. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh-uh, go ahead. Ultimately, one of the main things that I am um, looking to do or or is interested in is um, somewhat like a support group or a um, I have to think of how I'm going to do it but definitely more like a support group uh, or some type of um, therapeutic teaching something with um, ministers and pastors and stuff Of different churches. Yes. Okay. okay. I've noticed um, across the board um, 
they they are so consumed um you know, well, I guess they consume with different things depending on what is um, important at the time. And it could be um, somewhat overwhelming. You know, if it's not a particular auxiliary or group or person within the church that is, cons- you know, um requesting or requiring so much of them that they um, may find it difficult to put their hand in something else. Um, It could just, you know, it could be really a lot of things that they're personally dealing with. And most pastors don't have or leaders of the church have anybody else to go to because so many people are busy coming to them. And so it's been difficult for them to handle or, you know, juggle all these different things, let alone even their household. Okay. So you're looking to be like an oasis for the ministers as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. And then they, you know, and they very seldom have a place or a person that they can go to where, I guess, in a sense, they can let their guard down. Which they need. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes, yeah, oftentimes they feel like they have to present themselves in a certain manner before people and they don't have the time to be who they are sometimes to even be one with the people or one with God because the window is very small for them because people and things are constantly pulling them in various directions. Okay. And I think that's one of the things that we've learned on this call that um it is um it's tasking to even um you know follow what God is telling us and still you know, wrap our mind around, you know, what's going on with our kids, with our family, within our household, then, you know, following or what God has instructed you to do, or even to be in a position to admit, I don't even know what's going on in my life right now. God, can we just hold up for a minute? And not that he will hold up, but the fact that you can actually express that's what you're thinking and that's what you're feeling and have someone, you know, um, you know, intercede on your behalf or even motivate you or encourage you to pause for a minute, take a breath and, 
you know, be able to embrace what you're dealing with so that you can continue to persevere and move forward. That would that would mean a lot to anybody. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, even though you don't have the power to stop anything, but the fact that you can say, God, I just don't even know. Um, I, I think this boat moving real too fast, really too fast. I don't even, can, we, ooh, can you slow the speed down or something? But, you know, when you're so engulfed in your thoughts and your feelings and you don't really have a place or a person that you're comfortable with to say you feel that way, it can, you know, um, uh, it can either seeing that things are spiraling out of control or they may actually be spiraling. But still, you know, without having being comfortable enough to have a place like that, it's difficult. Because then not only do you feel that, then you feel isolated. Right. And as we know, this walk, uh, you know, the longer you're in it and the further you go, the more lonelier the travel is. You realize that you're, you know, the the number of people that's traveling the course with you is very slim. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, you at, you know, like at the beginning of a marathon. I mean, it's a whole slew of people that's starting off that's you know even interested and motivated to run the race. And if you plan on finishing and enduring to the end. The numbers get, you know, smaller, and you turn around and look, and you may see someone else. They either five, ten miles in front of you or behind you, or even if they're just a few feet behind you, they're struggling to make sure that they finish as well. So it's not like you and you don't you feel to you have too much compassion because you're seeing their struggle that you don't want to say anything to them. Mm -hmm. And actually, with the both of you sharing, you may be the strength one another needs. You know, you can probably help motivate one another to finish the race because you have a partner with you. But, you know, we're too, you know, like, oh, my God, look at him or look at her. He limping and he dry heaving and need water just like I do. You know, and, you know, we're just, we don't want to uh, compromise or feel that we're putting um, anyone in a bad situation by asking them for assistance when you probably could assist one another. Mm-hmm. So. That goes that pride thing. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't want to overburden anybody. I mean, look at them. They're struggling, too. Do I mean, should I really put my stuff, you know, my stuff on their plate? I just, whew. So we just, we got stuff going on. And I feel that oftentimes that's the position, you know, leaders, pastors, and, you know, so forth are going through, more so like the pastors. Because sometimes even just people in leadership, they don't even understand what, you know, the path or even the burdens of a pastor. 
They don't. They don't. Not at all. Leaders feel that a pastor should, you know, do certain things or not do certain things. And then leaders actually feel like they can throw a lot of things on the pastor's plate just because they're a leader. So, you know, it's, it's like a power struggle and a rite of passage most people think they have in either, you know, position. Wow. You know, because I'm a leader, because I am, you know, the um, chairperson of the trustee or the deacon board or the deaconess, you know, I do, I am privy to this, this, or this, or I have the right to do this. And the pastor just needs to understand it's not just, you know, what he has to do. He has to adhere to what the auxiliary or the different leaders of these auxiliaries have to say, you know, and then the pastor's like, also, I mean, I understand what the auxiliaries do, but you all have to understand the charge God has given me. And mm-hmm. so it's a disconnect somewhere. And everybody thinks they got a right. And, it again, it boils down to it not being about us. Right. Right. You know, That's it's about God using us as an instrument to, you know, fulfill his purpose, but how you get to a point you won't throw tomatoes at all of them. <laughs> I do. I write a look. <laughs> I have never heard that before. That's funny. <laughs> you do. It's just a mess. You know, I was talking to you know, the chairman of our deacon board, who I mentioned to you before, who's now been um, licensed as a minister, you know, because we don't have a pastor to do certain things in the church. And so, you know, he and I were having a conversation, and he said, well, you know, I have a lot of things, you know, that um, I want to, you know, bring you up to par on because we've been doing this and we've, you know, come up with all these different ideas and thought processes and, you know, things. And so I'm going to bring you up to date on that. And I'm trying to figure out who is we Mm -hmm. simply because I'm a trustee. And so even him saying this to me indirectly and not being specific, I'm trying to figure out who we is because typically the board of trustees, would be aware of these ideas and plans or thoughts. So he said, you know, we've come up with this. And since I've not heard, you know, the discussion, I'm trying to figure out who is we. Right. And I asked him, I said, so who is we? And he said, oh, 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 forgive me. You know, these are things that, you know, I often say we, but I'm talking about I, you know, me. I should have said I. I said, oh, Lord, here we go. I said, okay, so I said, okay, sure, you know, but he wants to put, he wants to, I guess, be more direct or have it more specified before he says anything, and so, of course, I still, just me, and I I really, really, I try hard. I'm like, Lord, is it that I'm in Erica, or am I in the right place, because I'm trying to be in the right place mindset so that when these things 
are open that I'm not coming from me. I need it to be you that sort of help me guide whatever it is in the proper direction. And so, you know, my whole thing is when, you know, if it goes past an idea, usually if you're trying to implement an action plan, usually it's already discussed before you come up with a, you know, plan that you want to bring before the rest of the body. Well, you know, I said, I, I said, Lord, I just don't know. I don't know if I'm confused, perplexed, or both. <laughs> <laughs> like, give me revelation, Lord. Give me revelation. Mm-hmm. Lord, Lord, help me help you and help me help myself. These people are just very interesting. People are interesting. But what's really interesting is every situation that you have and are dealing with is creating the foundation and the platform for what he wants you to do, which you've already stated, Mm -hmm. which you've already stated, because the leaders do need... uh, um, a counselor where they can be able to go and have that oasis and that refreshing, you know, and not, you know, take off the the cloak of being a minister and be ministered to. Mm -hmm. And it takes a very um, it's not but it takes a very sensitive individual who's willing to, which which you just said, who's willing to listen to the spirit of the mm-hmm. Lord and what to say and how to say it. Because the one thing is when a woman ministers, she's not to be a leader. She's just to be a minister. And even though you want to lead, it's just like, okay, I don't want to overstep. Mm-hmm. And you are very good at that. You are very good at listening to what the Spirit is saying. And because you are going to be an oasis, you know, you have to be, this this ground that you're on right now is very needful for you because you're going to come in contact with egos that understand that they need the refreshing, but they're going. They're still going to have that mentality that I want to be in control. So mm-hmm. they're going to be like, "Sweet, okay, no, I, I feel," because they're not going to. They, they get. They're so connected with their congregation and the power that they have that they don't know that they need to do a recharge and a revival right. and a reconnect to the Holy Spirit. So when you step in, that is going to be your thing because it all the, the mental issues and the 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 elderly that you deal with, all of that is compounded, all that is connected to dealing with a church because you have to deal with the old traditions, you have to deal with the old stigmas and the rigor mortis mm-hmm. that has set in, you know, and they have to learn how to revitalize what has been lost in their church, 
and you are at so many levels. When you said you want to have many revenues of income, it's, it it didn't click right with me, but that's mm-hmm. just me because when you said many revenues, it's not so many revenues. It's not revenues. It's avenues because there's so many avenues in the church that you're going to have to deal with as being an oasis because the pastor is what you're going to be dealing with you're going to have to deal with every aspect that he deals with. And that's the elderly, that's the youth, that's the addicts, the unsaved, the, you know, it's all of that wrapped into one. And because you're dealing with each and every one of those aspects now, you're going to be compassionate and understanding. It's like how Christ came to understand why we're in flesh. All that you mm-hmm. have been going through and all that you are going through is setting you up for the oasis experience that God wants you to be. So continue on and, and don't and don't get distracted by funds. Don't get distracted by yourself because you 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 know, we don't wanna do it. I mean, you know, we don't. We just like, but can somebody else do it? Like Sam just said about me, and it's like it's all of us on the line. We're all meant to do a certain thing, and we're all just like, not me. I don't want to do it because I already see how bad it's gonna be, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to do it. Foolishness. I don't want to do it. Drama. But the thing is, if it's not you, then who? You know, if not me, then who? If not Lisa, then who? Because if 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 we didn't, if we don't do it, then whoever else he has to he has to go he has to wait for them to go through their cycle and their experiences, and which is wasting time. Mm. You know, and so just you and you have you have that you and you have that no nonsense character that is going to be needed because a lot of times men are very, you know, uh, chauvinistic and you don't mm-hmm. as well. So you, right. you, right away, refreshing, you know, because you, you're doing, you're working in that capacity now. But once you really start doing it for real, the word of mouth is going to go like wildfire, and be ready to be willing to do teleconferences and Skyping and and being able to travel to do, you know, or have people coming to you just to have that weekend or, yeah, that weekend, you know, well, you know somebody who has a hotel that you're in, or or bed and breakfast where you can do you know couples where the minister and the first lady or the ministers of the church or whatever can come to you for that revival, that refreshing. All right. You know so. Get ready, woman of God. That's that is your that is your call. 
that is your that is your that is one of your assignments that you already knew. So I'm just confirming for you, and I'm going on you. <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah, just had to put myself in a different place. People are interesting. I will say that. People are really interesting. Good morning, y'all. Good Good morning. morning. And people will challenge. People will challenge you. Oh, yeah. It's Sherry. How are you, Sherry? I had a rough night last night. Um, well, a rough day yesterday. I'm in a Bible study at my house on Thursday, and this lady came over to my house basically, um, uh, I led her at, at times to kind of say, okay, I want to take over the house and throw out the stuff. You're breaking up, baby. I put a stop to a lot of what she was doing, but she just, just totally pained me yesterday, and it, for a long time, it was like, okay, I was just getting really upset and peeved with her, you know, and I'd be in the other room getting upset, and I finally said, okay, God, I'm stopping right now. I went in, I turned on my Christian radio station, and when she was working, I just prayed in tongues and said, God, just please help me through today so I can just get through this. And there were times during the day that she would do something and I would say something that would be, you know, scriptural or or just something, you know, little things that, you know, she doesn't pay attention to. She's too busy cleaning my house and throwing stuff out while she would bag it up and put it outside. So when Louie got home, you know, we took care of the stuff, you know. But it, she invaded our house, basically, and and uh, ran the house yesterday. And I there were spots that she did not touch. I told her, nope, you can't go, nope, nope. I've done that already. Thank you, but no. And so it was different for me because usually I just let them completely walk over me. You know, people would walk over me. And there were things that I said, absolutely not. You can't go there. This is this is not to be touched. And so there was stuff that, you know, I put a limit on certain things in the house, which was good. But uh, Louie came home and he put his stuff back that he wanted back in his places. And, you know, she just wanted to make me feel like I was less than her. And she wanted to make me feel like, well, I'm I'm better than you, and what I say about your house has to go. I want all these women coming over to your house comfortable and stuff. And I was like, no, she wants to be comfortable in my house. And I looked at her and I said, well, I don't care if they're comfortable or not. This is my home. And I was talking to Louie, and I said, well, Louie and I are going to be there together. And we're, we're reading about the Holy Spirit in John chapter 16. That's what we're studying on is John. And so in chapter 16, I'm talking about if he does not go away, he can't send the comforter or the Holy Spirit. 
So, 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 Louis, so we're doing a study, and Louis and I sat, and there's five different scriptures, five different translations of the same passage, you know, John 16, and went through it and talked and discussed it and stuff. And so we prayed about it, and he said, yeah, I think, you know, the word of God, we talk about this, it's sharper than two and the edge of sword. It's going to cut people in that group. It's going to cut people. And uh, I told her, I'm not there for their comfort. You know, we didn't have it at the house for their comfort. The Bible study, we're going to discuss the word of God. And Louie and I will discuss whatever the Holy Spirit tells us to say. And so Louie says, you know, be ready. We might be stirred up, people. <laughs> he says, that's okay. We're willing to do that. You know, we're we're willing to say, okay, if they get stirred up, that's okay. You know, because they're too, just, you know. And we figure, you know, a lot of them don't want to hear what, what uh, is being said, but... Uh, you know, we're just going to follow what the Holy Spirit tells us to do, you know. And, and that, I, I, that's all we can do, you know. But it's, it's challenging because I've never had a Bible study at my house before. So, um, and like you guys said, you know, sometimes who's going to do it if you don't, you know. So, anyway, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to it too much, but <laughs> I already said I would, so. Mm-hmm. Any comments? When are they coming? Oh, Thursday. Thursday at one thirty. Okay. Okay. You guys have it. You guys have Thank it. That'd be good. Thank you. Thank you. I so I, you know, I didn't really want, you know, I just threw it out there because I just, I had to talk it out, you know, I just have to talk it out. I didn't really want any advice, I just wanted to get it off my shoulders and let somebody know, you know, it's nice to be able to share with people what you're doing, you know, so, yeah. Is this Felicia? Yes, ma'am. Hi, Felicia. Hi, ma'am. I lost. I, I had to turn in my phone. It got locked up, and then it, I had to get it all cleared, and I couldn't reboot it. And so we just said, "We'll just wait, you know, until a better time." So I'm not Facebooking. I just thought you want to know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. One more. Yeah. Well, it's about it for me. Okay. Anybody else have anything? Uh, Sam is on his way downtown, so he won't be on the call. He's probably on mute, though, but he's not able to speak any longer. Okay. Okay. I'm using a new scripture. Um, it seems to be helping me, and I try to remember it every day, you know, confess over myself every day. God did not give me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And as long as I'm not afraid, as long as I walk in the Holy Spirit, I won't be afraid of things. And so that's why it's so important to stay in the Spirit, you know, because you don't want to be intimidated by people. 
I wasn't intimidated yesterday. It just kind of hurt me, you know. The thing that, you know, you consider someone a friend and then they just want to run your house and get nosy, you know. It just, it, it bugged me. It really bugged me yesterday. Like I said, if I hadn't had the Holy Spirit and God, <laughs> I might have gone off somewhere, you know. So we we let her, you know, we let her do her thing and then when we came home, like I said, then we took the stuff we wanted in certain places and we put them back. <laughs> you know, it's not her home, you know, it's ours. So, And I mentioned that to her. I said, well, I said, this is our home. I said, this isn't my home. I, I'm not, don't reflect on me. I said, this is our home. This, this, this isn't my house. And this is, this is not, this is not just me taking care of this house. I said, this is a dual thing. We do it together. And, uh, I said, I'm not ever going to insult him. I said, you don't say things about him. You know, I don't appreciate what you're saying about him. I said, that that um, I will never say anything bad about my husband. I said, I love him too much for that, my husband, and I respect him. After that, she shut up about him, you know. And then, mm-hmm. and then she, uh, she just is belligerent, you know, to a point that three hours of her in the house, I'm like, lady... You know, and I let her, you know, I let her mop. She wanted to mop the floor. Louise says, I couldn't mop the floor. I says, I know. She came in like a train train, and just, you know, and I did the best I could not to, to get offended by it. But I tell you, I, I cried. I went to bed and I cried. And I've never cried like that, you know. So it just kind of basically broke my heart. I told Louie, I said, you know, this really toughened me up today. Um had to, you know, had to tell her no, no, no. And uh, I had to stand my ground. And I, I told her, I said, I thank God that the Holy Spirit's in our house, you know. And I said, you know, the neat thing is that God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are there. You know, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are in the house. And we've got anointing over all the doorposts. I said, I know when they walk through the door, the things are going to happen because there's a blood covering over every door and every window. So it's covered in the blood of Jesus and it's covered in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit all through the doorpost, every doorpost, every window. And so I knew I was protected in there and I knew that my guardian angels were, were helping me, you know. And as I was remembering, the scripture was saying that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You're, you're fighting, your you're, you're war is with the enemy, you know. It's with, with the demons and so when I recognize that, you know, I'm not fighting this woman. I'm just, you know, there's there's a spirit on her. But I said, but the Holy Spirit lives in me, so it can't hurt me. So it, that helped. No, that helped. And then when mm-hmm. Louie got home, we sensed it in the house. And so we just prayed over it and cast it out and opened the doors and get out of the house. So. But I got a feeling, you know, there's going to be eight or nine of them in the house, maybe ten, including Louie and I. So there's going to be quite a few women in the house. And uh, But like you said, we'll be fine. We'll be fine because like, we've, we've got all the guarding angels and protection we need. <laughs> so We really, I know we're going to be stirring people up. I just know it. But, you know, that's the way life is, isn't it? Alicia? 
Yes. That's the way life is. Because we're not of the world, and they are. I'm not saying all of them are, but some of them in the group are. You know? And I was the same way. I was a people pleaser. You know, I wanted to please everybody, but that's not, that's not, like Louis said, you know, there's Martha and there's Mary. And I told him, well, I was Mary yesterday, and she was Martha. She wanted everybody to notice her, you know. And um, but I got to pray for her, keep her in my thoughts and prayers, and just be nice to her, you know. That's what God would want me to do. Just to be yeah. nice to her. She's she's abusive, verbal, you know, verbally abusive and nosy. A lot of the people in our town are like that, though. We got a lot of bigots in town, a lot of stuff in town that's just anyway. Louis got his Muhammad Ali pictures up and his Joe Frazier and his Sonny Liston and his Malcolm X and all his not Malcolm X, um, Martin Luther King on his walls and we got all kinds of stuff on his walls and. And I think I mentioned that his grandmother was black. We found that out on his dad's side. He got pictures mm-hmm. of her. So, you know, we're not ashamed. We're not ashamed that he's got black in his family, and we're not ashamed to put those pictures up. And he specifically told her, you're not taking those down. She never touched anything in that area of the house. He put limits on her, too. We both did. We had to, you know. So, but... uh it was it was it was a strange day for me yesterday, you know. <laughs> it really was. Did she come over often to clean or it was just the one time for the Bible study. This is this one time she was coming before the Bible study. It's on Thursday. She was bringing over some stuff. She brought over a uh, coffee pot and uh some uh Stuff for the legs of my chairs, and and um, she mopped the floor, swept the floor, she did the dishes. She did stuff that didn't need to be done, you know, stuff that Louie and I do all the time. This came in like a train, you know, <laughs> came in and came in like a train and thought that I was helpless and couldn't do anything, you know. And uh, she she's one of those people that takes. The energy right out of you. You know, it just sucks the energy right out of you. And she was nonstop for three hours. I, I told Louie later, I said, she's, she's got an addictive spirit, addictive to cleaning, you know. And I said, she's, she's got a type A personality. I said to Louie, Louie and I have type B personalities, you know. So we're like, we're laid back. And she's like rampaging through the house. It was very disconcerting to me yesterday. And I, I told Lou, I said, I'm just going to, I let go of the hurt. I let go of the, you know, the offense. I let go of the things that, you know, I know would tear me down. And just, I let it go. Because I couldn't let it get to me, you know. But for a while, when I laid down, I would just cry in bed. It just really burdened me. So, but thank you for listening, Felicia. Appreciate that. I just had to get it off my shoulders, you know. Like Nate says, sometimes you just got to let people talk and listen to them without saying anything. You just let them 
that and get off their shoulders. I think that's so important sometimes, you know. Sometimes we yes. really give advice to people. You know, it's not good to give advice. <laughs> It'll come back to haunt you, you know. It's better just to listen and let the people talk. And that's what that's what Nate does. He just listens. He don't say nothing. He just lets us talk. I really appreciate that about him. Well, I'm going to go to the coffee shop. I'm here now, and I'm going to go in and read and study today on the Holy Spirit. I'm going to study all day until about 4.30. That's quite a long time, but I really want to delve into the Word today on how to talk about the Holy Spirit with people. I think God's getting me to the point where he's empowering me to learn as much about him and, and his Word and about what the Holy Spirit represents as a helper, the counselor, the comforter, uh, the counselor, you know, and so, um, and the teacher and, and all that, you know, so I want to really focus on, on the Holy Spirit and uh, get even more of an understanding of what, how to present it to people, you know. Uh, for me, I really, I really want to, you know, discuss this with the group. I just, I just want to be led by the Holy Spirit. and I, I just want to really delve into it today and just seek out Him. I'm taking the whole day off just to study Him and to study about the Holy Spirit today. I've got my Bible dictionary, and they've got all kinds of Bibles there. So The Christian coffee shop, the guy is this really nice guy, and he's got Bibles at every table, and it's called Common Grounds, and you get connected with other believers in the community, and it's just a true apostle. Wow, cool. It is really cool. I, I've never seen anything like it. This guy, he opened it up. Upstairs is an old car dealership. It's got an elevator, and they've got uh, a sports car in there every day. It's really cool, you know. But, um, anyway, I'm going to go. And uh, I'll, I'll talk to you guys later. All right. Enjoy your study, and Sherry. Hey, Shell, Felicia. God bless you. God bless. Have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. Anybody have anything else they would like to share? Morning, ladies. Hello? Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. This is Pam. How are you all doing? Oh, okay. Fine and you? Good, good, good. I'm doing just fine, just fine. Trying to get my day started. I feel you. (laughs) (laughs) Erica, how is it back at work? 
Or are you back yet? I'm not back yet. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. I'm I'm handling uh, business today, trying to do my license and my tag and all that other great stuff that consumes your whole darn day because, <laughs> yeah, lines are just long and they just do what they do. Yep. But all is well thus far. Doing my typical errand running. It would appear that I would have taken care of a lot of this stuff in these weeks that I've been... Um, at home. Not. Well, part of the time you were convalescent. Most of the time. See that now. It's not <laughs> all of it. I'm chilling in the cut. Sometimes you just need to do that. I do. You got to get your strength up unless you're boxing up. That's what it is. Oh, Lord. That's the case. I need to be at home now, sleep. So, any folks that. Oh, okay. These people at uh, work and the people at church, honey, they're trying to work it. I came in while you were uh, while you were talking earlier. You were talking about uh, possibly going back to you know to, to teach. On a collegiate level, what would you be teaching? Mm, I don't know. Um, I've thought about um, it. Will probably be more along counseling and mental health and business. What they would do is uh, look at my transcripts. Mhm. You know to see, um, and I don't know what the requirement is. But to see um, if you have a certain number of credit hours in various areas, and then they will, you know, approve you or ask that, you know, you teach, you know, these certain classes. I don't know. But I'm definitely um, open to it. I definitely think that it could be a stream of income that, you know, doesn't tie up too much of your time. Mm-hmm. You know, for a class, you know, they only want about a good 50 minutes of your time to teach it, you know, set aside for, you know, some extra time depending on whatever assignment. Mm-hmm. 
Not sure. But it would probably be more like an evening class, though, wouldn't it? Huh? Wouldn't it probably be more like an evening class? Oh, uh, probably so. More than likely. But then, you know, if it's online, it could possibly be online, too. Oh, okay. I think it's, a, you know, it's a mixture. A lot of schools are, you know, moving in that in that area online and, you know, face-to-face. I'm definitely more of a in-person type of chick. But yes. Online is not going to work for me. Online school did not work for me. <laughs> oh, Lord, I thought I was on the little that I allow myself to have between cuts. I thought I was going to pull my hair out. I was like, oh, Lord. Mm-mm. Yeah. I, I need the, the, the accountability of, of uh, you know, going to the classroom and, so having ready what's supposed to be ready. That requires too much sit down time for me and I don't like that. If I'm sitting, let me do something I'm really enjoying, watching a movie or going to sleep, something. What, the online or the face to face? Online. Oh, Because yeah. I would I'm find crying. myself doing other stuff. I did. I mean, I work on a computer eight hours a day, mm-hmm. so having to sit at a computer, you know, additional three or more hours in the evening, depending on the assignment or responsibility, that just wasn't, and I thought I had broke away from jail when I left work at 5 o'clock. <laughs> I just wasn't really feeling that. I really wasn't. Yeah, that's that's a bit much. And then I don't want to do all that, all that typing and stuff, you know, responding to the questions and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Just be my homework. Let me do my homework and be done with it. And I can have an open discussion all day. Mm-hmm. But see, you're talking about doing the homework, but with online, you have to respond to at least two or three of your classmates as well. Once, yeah, once you respond, you know, you have to respond. Everybody has to respond to the homework, and then you have to choose two or three of your classmates that you would have to respond to them. So that means you're responding to two people, and if those are not the same two people that may choose to respond to you, you still have to respond to who responds to you. You see what I'm saying? So you could be responding to a dozen people then. You could be. Because, like, I can respond to you and Renee, but if Felicia responds to me and Lisa, you know, responds to me, if I'm one of their two or three people, I still have to respond to them. Especially if they're posing a question or if they're challenging you in their response. So 
It can. It is. It's very time consuming. And what they call it is a post. You have to make your initial post, and then you have to respond to two of your peers or colleagues' posts. Uh, yeah. yeah. Give me. Give me the classroom interaction. I don't. I don't like all that writing and typing. To me, is just is just writing in another form. Um, yeah. By the time I do all of that, I, you know, I could have made a phone call. Um, you know, I do that with Sam. We go back because you know he sends such cryptic messages sometimes. And he'll send me a text like, "What the heck is he talking about?" You know, we'll go back and forth. I'm like, you know, forget all this. It's like, okay, make a phone call. I could be done already. Right. Yeah, and see, and having to do that all day at work. When people, mm-hmm. would, you know, email you. Yep. And even with the phone calls, honey, that gets tedious. And I'm like, Lord, rescue me, please. And so, again, once I'm set free at 5 o'clock, and then I have to do this again for class, I'm already, I'm computered out, I'm typed out. Not to mention, you know, when you're in class, you get a better um, understanding of, of someone's meaning. You know, when you're mm-hmm. when you're the words off the screen, you know, you may put the inflection of a word on the wrong word, you know, and so you may take it differently than the person means it. And mm-hmm. so... You know, so then you respond based on how you interpret it, but then the person has to be like, okay, well, that's not how I meant it. What I meant was blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> It gets like that. Yeah, that's a lot of wasted time. Sometimes even on um, on Facebook, you know, someone to have a good topic, but I'll just, you know, like, you know what? I know this topic is going to end up creating a lot of conversation. I'm just not in the mood today. You know, and, and, and even though I have something to say, it's like I just, I'll just, you know, scroll past because I'm like I'm not interested in getting into, you know, getting caught up in a long, drawn-out thing and just not in the mood for it. Right. Yeah. Got gotcha. uh, you. Honey, preaching to the choir. <laughs> Either that or if, I, if there's already posts out there on the, I mean, comments on the posts, and I'm noticing that, you know, that people are, are being hotheads or um, disrespectful. I'm like, you know what, I'm not trying to argue with an idiot. Keep it moving. Yeah. Especially, you know, like on, some, you know, on someone else's page, because I'm not getting into a major blown-out argument because, my, you know, because I think differently than you. Um, you know, because the bottom line is I can't change your mind. I'm not trying to change your mind, and you can't change mine. So it's like, what's the purpose of doing that dance? Some people think that they're open-minded, but they really aren't. Yeah, you you begin to see that. Was Sam on at all this morning? He was. Okay. 
Yep. He was. Him somewhere downtown. He probably, I don't know if he's listening or just off. But off, No, he's off not because he's in court and you can't have your phones on. Okay. You know, so we're thinking he probably had to be there at 930 because he couldn't find the paperwork or he didn't look for it either. Or, um, But that's usually the time they, they have him be down there. So. Another leg on this venture. <laughs> oh, is that where the T.I. is? Well, that's what we're going to call it, to be nice, because this is the prayer call. On any given day, it could be called a lot of things. <laughs> when you were talking about uh, submitting your, your resume and, and, you know, you might be like teaching on mental health. I was thinking like, too bad you can't submit Sam as a, you know, as a test subject. As my uh, case analysis. There you go. <laughs> like, okay, y'all figure this mind out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> One of God's Special children. Emphasis on special. Bless his heart. Okay. <laughs> Bless his heart. Yeah, buddy. Oh, very true. <laughs> Yesterday, my day just get, totally got thrown for a loop. You know how sometimes, you know, um, you don't necessarily, like, know someone, but you encounter them because just because, you know, like either somebody you see on the TV on a regular basis or on the radio on a regular basis, and... Um, they just like become like a like a, a part of your life, so to speak. And um so this DJ that's been in Chicago like for a long time, like suddenly died yesterday morning. And so when I saw it on the um I saw someone had posted about it and I'm like, What? You know, so then, you know, because there've been hoaxes before about people being dead who weren't actually dead, I was, you know, trying I'm I'm searching the internet trying to either find confirmation or or a story that it's a hoax and I can't find anything. And, um, you know, because, I mean, everybody was just, like, like so freaked out because no one wanted to believe that he had, you know, like, actually died. He was at the Black Women's Expo on Friday, um, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, and then, um, you know, on Monday, you know, he was, like, gone. I mean, he had been sick for a while. Um, 
and been in the hospital for some months, but then he had just come back to um, back to his radio uh, station uh, a couple of months ago. But um, I guess he wasn't uh, doing as well as, as we thought. And it was just like, bam. And, and he's only like, like, like seven years older than us. So it's like, you know, because it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, I was looking at it last night when uh, Sam mentioned it to me. I was like, wow. Yep, his voice is definitely going to be missed on the radio. Yeah. Oh, please, I let mine expire, so I'm not even trying to think about what I'm going to have to go through. Bless you. (laughs) But when I looked at it, because I found out by, uh, I found out I was trying to to register to to vote with the new address, and, you know, it asked when when the license was issued, and which was right under, you know, like when it expires. So I'm seeing, okay, my birthday 2016. I'm like, oh, okay, so it expires next year. And then I was like, wait a minute. Oh, crap, this is 2016. Oh, man. Why did it expire? I'm like, oh. Because I was just going to say, didn't you say 2013? <laughs> no, 16. Oh. Um, but I was, in my mind, I was thinking that that was next year. And then, you know, how you'd be like, okay, something's not right with that statement. And I thought again, it's like, oh, crap, that's this year. Oh, man, I let it expire. Man. But then when I looked at when it was issued, the last time it expired, um, when I got it renewed was after it expired. Because, you know, it always expires on your birthday. So, or at least up here it does. Um, so the last time it expired, um, I let it expire. And it was like almost five months before I got it renewed. But when I when I take the paperwork in and everything, I'm not going in the city. I'm going in the suburbs. Mm. The city, the lines will be long, and the people have attitudes, and and you know I ain't got time for all that. I sat, I sat around and waited for a couple of hours, and then I got to deal with your attitude. Nope. Yeah. Sam be messing with me. He was like. You become such a suburbanite. I said, mm-hmm, I know you mean that as a, uh, as an insult, but I'm gonna take it as a compliment. Thank you. Hmm. <laughs> He's so funny. You okay. And all I have to do is renew. They tell me I need my. Birth certificate, my 
something that they, some law that just changed recently. Oh, okay. Because uh, I was about to say, if it hasn't expired, you shouldn't need all that. They said it's some change. I said it hadn't expired. It doesn't expire until Wednesday. I mean Thursday. You got yeah. There's a new law they passed. I said okay. I'm sorry, but they they're asking this of me again because of what now? I mean, you sure this is for a current Georgia resident? I said, Lord. Oh, shoot, Illinois residents are about to get screwed because whatever, it, there's some type of something that they want done with the licenses um, that Illinois is saying it's going to cost too much money to do, and we won't even be able to use our license to travel domestically. Mm. This uh, I don't I was just like I don't even know I need my drive I mean my uh, birth certificate to renew I'm still in a few minutes they're gonna ask me for my pension plan. <laughs> now let me ask this: Do you all state IDs expire? Uh huh. Because that's the part, that's the one that really gets me. It's like it's an ID to prove who I am. Why does it expire? I haven't. Point taken. Huh? Point well taken. That is just like so, so stupid to me. I, I, I don't get that. Mm-hmm. Not the show. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I'm going to try to make my way to get some of this stuff done. See, folks, he is going to worry me to death. <laughs> well, just imagine if you had worked all day and went there after work and waited in line and they told you that foolishness. Then you'd really be upset. Well, shoot, I was up there now. I just asked a question. It wasn't that many people. So... But I came home to get what I was told I need because, um, yeah, I don't want to do this again. Let me, you know, do it while my my mind right. (laughs) You know, it comes and goes, so. I guess I was going to pay some attention. Okay. I have... Find out where I put my my uh, birth certificate. I think I think I got two copies of it. I got the real I have so much stuff I want to burn and get rid of. It's sickening. <laughs> right. 
I had to um, go to court, go to the courthouse to get my to get another copy of my um, decree. I can go ahead and uh, you know move forward with changing my name. You going back to your maiden name? Mm-hmm. I've been using it anyway. Yep. So now, what is the correct pronunciation of your first name? Is it Aresia or Erica? It's Erica. Okay. Mm-hmm. When I start working at the county, they, um, you know, they want to challenge me on my name, so I let them call me Aresia. Well, you know, it's, I said my name is Erica. Well, it, your mother spelled it wrong. The way it spelled it, your name is Aresia. Okay, since y'all know better than me, you you better than I am because I, I I don't allow that. I do not allow. First of all, don't you know? I may think you know that your mom spelled it wrong, but I'm not gonna tell you that. I don't know. That's just that's just disrespectful. You spelled it the way she wanted it spelled. Period. Hey, I didn't chalk it down. I said, hey, uh, she probably had a labor and delivery issue. <laughs> I'll get it out. <laughs> Name of Erica, spell it however you want. Okay. I mean, you know, whatever. And y'all want to get a laugh? Uh-oh. What's going what on? What happened? <laughs> Uh-oh. So uh, down here, downtown, came here to go to court. My court is at one thirty instead of 9.30. I told you to look for the paperwork. I didn't have it. You know, and it don't, didn't dawn on me until now. I didn't have any paperwork because I, I missed court last time. And that's what it dawned on me. So that's why I couldn't find it because I never got any. Okay. So I went off this because normally it's always the same time, but because this is a trial, it's in the afternoon. Yeah. So I got to bring my behind back downtown. Mm, one o'clock. Okay. Did the tower show up? Yeah, he was here. That that was a big thing. He like, now nah, he got to try to figure out how he can get back down here. So, mm. yeah, I know. Happy, happy, George, George. The life of Sam Farley is just never dull. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I got to do is just take a minute. And I said, right, let me call and see if y'all still on here. Yeah, y'all still on here? <laughs> well, I guess I should feel okay with coming home to get my birth certificate and two other forms of, of oh. um, paperwork. Uh, so you have one of them, them moments huh? Right, to renew my license and make sure that my address is changed and uh, my divorce decree to change my name. I was like, Lord. <laughs> Wait, I, I got I got one before you, and I think I know I lost my hat. I didn't think I lost my hat. I don't know where the hell that's at. So, okay. you left it in the truck. I, you know what? I was thinking that, but then I, I had to be got lost in the shuffle. You know, you got to get this robe to go through the thing. Oh, okay. And I was running a little late because I thought I left in the courtroom, but Howard said um, he didn't see me when I walked in my head, walked in there, so I went back in the bathroom and wasn't there. 
But I, I'm pretty sure I got lost when I took it off. Okay. The camouflage one or the Chicago Bears one? Chicago Bears. Oh, okay. So you coming to the building now, or are you gonna go well, home? No, I'm going. To, I'm going to meet Chuck, and okay. then um. Oh, and here's another laugh, everybody. So okay. yesterday I got ready, just trying to go to the bank. I'm dealing with two ninety-year-olds. So he made up his mind. He wanted to go. Well, actually, I had to go to the bank with him. So I'm like, okay, fine. So by the time he finishes eating breakfast at four forty-five. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, him and my mother are walking out, oh, good morning. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So then he makes up his mind that she's going to go with me. Well, I always told him, I said, well, you know, we ain't going to make it to the bank today, but he still wanted to go. All right, fine. I know we ain't got no transportation. I know he wants to get out. So I started doing something else. So about 640... 650, my child calls me and tells me that she wants me to pick her up. Now, I said 445, we still ain't left the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, by seven, he, by close to seven, he's like, oh, I'm ready. I said, well, you know what, let me go pick up Morgan now, because, you know, she needs to be picked up at 710. So, I go pick her up, I come back home and pick him up, because I know he wanted to do his shopping, I'm going out of town or whatever, blah, 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 blah. So, I said, well, I'm going to drop you off here, Fairfield, I'm going across the street to to CVS to get your medicine, and then I come back. I come back. He's standing there waiting. What took you so long? I said, you didn't do, do no shopping? All I wanted to get was my lottery. And <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> that was about 8 o'clock. I'm like, really? Three hours. <laughs> Uh, that's when you say, bless his heart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, on my, I'm on my way, honey. I, I was going to take a little time before I let it out, but. <laughs> oh, I just, you know what, whatever I say. Because, you know, one day I'm going I'm to miss. That's, this is what I tell myself when the resident gets pissed, is that one day I'm going to miss this. One day I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna want him to be in my way. One day I'm like, I remember his slow behind, you know. So I, 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 rather than getting negative and upset, I just say, you know, hey, I'm thankful that he is in my way. That they're doing this crazy stuff, because you know, hey, I'm blessed. So I just shook my head. <laughs> and that's all. And I think that's a good perspective, because a lot of the stuff that I used to get, I guess, upset about with my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Boy, you talking about I laugh about it right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Like that time he pulled a gun out on me. Okay. I don't even know if we knew whether or not it was loaded. <laughs> but... <laughs> Okay. My you life, though. Erica. My life. <laughs> hey, I guess I should be really blessed. He ain't, ain't done that one. Well, I don't know. Ham might feel like that way. She's been a 
it a few times. <laughs> hey, if, if you all had a gun in your house, I would even come over there. <laughs> What'd you say? You don't think you'd be able to survive that one, Pam? Because uh, I kid you not, because I told you, you know, part of the reason that I'm that I'm able to to deal with his mom the way that I am is because my my best friend, her mom had dementia, and you know, so I experienced a lot of this with her. And I mean, you know, her mom knew me because we've been friends, you know, like almost thirty years. So mm-hmm. her mom, you know, like like knew me, you know, like well and stuff. And she would like get angry at me, and she she did have a gun. She called it Pete. Um, and so I used to be concerned about that, you know, like with her, she get pissed off at me and pull that gun out. We could have some problems. So I'm like, uh, uh-uh. and see Sam's mom, and see like with, with my friend's mom, I wasn't helping them, you know, like with finances or, you know, or anything like that. So I'm like, okay, I'm over here trying to, you know, I'm basically, I'm spending their money and, you know, strongly suggesting what they should do, blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, and she don't like this either. And, you know, she already had a mean streak before the dementia. Um, and then you going to throw that in there? Uh, don't be giving her no weapon. <laughs> what you mean my mother had a mean streak? What you talking about? She did everybody know your mama had a mean streak. What you talking about? Just <laughs> everybody know. First of all, she worked. She worked at the grammar school. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And then, um, and then Deborah was talking about it herself. She was like, "Shoot, Miss Friday, you you walk on her grass, she get after you." Like, who that woman was mean? That's funny the way Erica and um Erica show was sitting out the car. Yeah. <laughs> we trying to call Sam. He hadn't made it home yet. We trying to call Morgan. Well, first we try to call Morgan. And Morgan don't answer the phone. She did to the world. So we call Sam. So we call Sam because Sam went to whatever little business or class social. Hadn't made it home yet, and his ignorant behind called his mama. Because <laughs> we, you know, me and Cheryl have been hanging out, so I'm just waiting, you know, to get in so I can go to bed because I got to leave, you know, come back home the next morning. <laughs> Sam apparently wasn't close enough to home, so he decides to call home, and his mom wakes up, and he calls us back <laughs> to say, Well, I called my mom, she's going to let her in. I said, Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Cheryl were sitting in the driveway, and we saw those lights flipping on. And me and Cheryl looking at each other like, why would he call his mother, of all people? And Cheryl, Cheryl said, Erica, you on your own. I'm like, what a friend, man. Pam, you ain't never seen nobody gather they stuff up so quick. I told Cheryl, I said, girl, this is going to have to be quick and painless because, you know, I know Miss Farley, she's going to be ready to shoot off in a minute. Man, I grabbed my stuff. I made sure it was a one-stop shop. I grabbed my stuff, darted out the car, went through the front door. I went through that front door, shut it and locked it and went beeline straight down to the basement. I ain't even get that. I said, thank you. It kept going. I wanted to give Miss Farley a chance to say nothing, grumble or nothing. I was mad. I said, oh, Jesus. 
<laughs> and Cheryl oh. called me about three minutes later on my phone. She talking about you all right. <laughs> As a girl, I survived it. <laughs> I was just trying to get you in the house, woman. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you're trying to get me in the house or get me in the house to get killed. I ain't know what you're trying to do. <laughs> you probably just would have got cussed out. Yeah, I, I, I never know. I be, I be looking. Matter of well, fact, you know, I'm at the point now where when I'm going to the house, I, I got to say a prayer before I get to the house. I, I found that it helps. It helps yeah. to calm her down. Because, um, oh, you know, when I'm over there and cooking and then she says she'll want nobody in her kitchen. Mm. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> oh, no, see, I, I, I don't, I don't cook over there. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Nope. nope. I think, I think I picked something like I picked something one time for 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 Mr. Frawley, but that was that was like early on before things got like really bad. But right now, ain't no way in hell I was cooking that chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I'm, I'm pretty cool, but I think she was having one of her moments that day. She said she didn't want nobody in her kitchen or nothing. Mm. I went yeah. outside. <laughs> okay. I like this. <laughs> you ain't got to tell me once or twice. I'm out. But Sam, when you took your father to the to the emergency care and she went with she went with him, and um, we had got that that frozen stuff to you know to fix her something to eat. So. I didn't know if you were going to stay or whatever the case may be. So I had, like, put some food in the oven, and I was like, you know, she, you know, she's not here. I can go ahead and hook this up and go on downstairs, you know, and eat my food. So then, like, Sam comes back before the food is done, and I panicked because I was like, oh, shit, they back already? I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're funny. <laughs> yeah, funny hell. I just, you know, she have a, you know, she don't have many episodes on me. I think you ain't messing with her money. I don't think she ever had an episode on me per se, but it's just she. When she go off in general, I'm just like, I need to be out the way. Well, see, that's because you see it coming. Like, okay, I see it brewing. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's also because you old school, so you remember when mom said, "It don't matter whose mommy was." Mm-hmm. Mom start mm-hmm. going off. You just get the hell out the way. Mm-hmm. So she mm-hmm. Right. Like, and I know you did something with your little bad ass. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like that. Mm-hmm. I'm Ooh. like, cause I'm out. She, she, you know, she ain't like, never got to worry about try, me trying her. <laughs> 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 You're gonna recon at the house. <laughs> she got to worry about me trying. I'm like, you can't. Y'all can't leave me alone in the house with her. And he, 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 I'm telling you, you're not messing with her money. And you ain't there that often. <laughs> well, that's true. I'm a constant reminder. Because, you know, once she start doing other stuff and get busy, I can finish in the kitchen. 
And by the time she come back, and it's time to eat, and, you know, they good. I'm out the way, too. <laughs> and then she have a conversation with me, because if I, I'm going to tell you, you can cook you some beans, and as long as Mr. Farley okay with beans, Miss Hazel might be all right. Because, mm, mm. see, that's his favorite thing right there. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. what now. It's a new thing. Since you since you've been there last time, Erica, because now she's everybody is after her husband. <laughs> so oh, you know, you female, mm. you you a, you a threat. Oh, I hope that you know I hope that don't change for me. You know, uh uh-uh. uh Jesus. Check it out. Even Deborah, didn't I? Deborah live across. Oh right, right, right. You know who Deborah is? And Deborah was in the kitchen, and she was talking to Mr. Farley. And she said, Mrs. Farley came in the kitchen. She said she saw the look on her face, like, who is this? You know, I got to remember I'm on the prayer call. Who is this? talking to my husband. And, and, and Deborah said she saw the look clearly. And she was like, hi, Mama Farley. How you doing? And then, you know, you know the mind adjusted, and, and then she recognized Deborah. And she was like, oh, you know, like, oh, okay, how you doing? But for a moment there, you know, she, mm, yeah. Well, I'm going to have to pray about that because, you know, you, usually me and Mr. Farley talk about uh, Bible study or Sunday school or something. Mr. Mm. Farley talks about everything. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he does, but, you know, me and him usually go over the Sunday school lesson that's coming up for that Sunday. Oh, okay, right. I forgot y'all got the same, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. we started talking about that. But I'm going to have to limit my discussions or something. Because <laughs> um, people, sticking, you know. you ain't got look, no people shoot you behind their man nowadays. Yeah, I'm telling you. You're going to be in the kitchen too? See, if she's already in the kitchen when you come in and the conversation gets started, you'll probably be okay. But if it's just the two of you in the kitchen and then she comes in, that's when you can have a problem. I'm praying now. I'm praying now for uh, June. There you go. Y'all funny. Y'all funny, y'all funny. But he's not disputing a word of it. Look, look, I just came and just changed the whole floor. I don't even know what y'all were talking about. I heard Mm -hmm. Erica talking about... Guess who's talking about a job? <laughs> we don't win a whole lot. Yeah. It is what it is. Okay. Oh, man. Mm-mm-mm. Expecting the process. Mm-hmm. And see, that's why Sam be playing that elevator music. Yeah, <laughs> please. Wait a minute, the bad part about it is I had a dream last night. Oh, and I ain't thinking about it since Morgan decided to keep her butt home. That um, my mother kept slapping the crap out of Morgan. Uh-oh. What? I was just like, I, I was like, you know, whatever, you know, just like a normal household situation. And then um, I would walk in the room where Morgan was just having to go in there first. And my mother would just jump up. And start slapping her. What you doing this for? And what, what, what? I mean, like, Morgan had a chance to do nothing, but she was slapping about two or three times. What the hell is going on? You know, and it was like three different episodes of her slapping. I'm like, oh, Lord, I don't know. And, then, and I just thought about it. Morgan kept her butt at home today. 
Okay. Okay. What was wrong with her today? I I don't look. I'm walking. I'm trying to get downtown. I'm walking. I told her, so you need to catch the train. You know, I was gonna drop off. So I'm walking around the house looking for her. I said maybe she got mad and left. So when I was getting ready to walk out the door, she on the floor. I even called her. She on the floor on her phone. I said, you know what? I'm gone. <laughs> I don't even know what her agenda, what her mind. I ain't got time. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. uh-huh. The life we live, honey. Mm-hmm. But I think you're so right because my grandfather, um, also when I was working, he used to run the hell out of me, literally. <laughs> Whew. I mean, I used to do some crazy stuff. He wanted to go to Demopolis on the weekends. We were gone. I mean, it doesn't matter at the drop of a dime. What mm. he wanted is what we did. Okay. And I could work all day. Winston could be, because Winston was working, you know, second and third. No, first and, no, was it first, second and third shift. So, you know, when he when he had two jobs, so. You know, when Winston was at home during the day, Winston would, you know, try to, you know, take my grandfather to, I guess, the places he wanted to go. My grandfather didn't want Winston to take him nowhere. (laughs) My grandfather waited, and his preference was when I got home from work. (laughs) He needed the one he loved. I don't know. I I hate that one anyway. I never liked the one anyway. Well, it's a story behind that, too, but you got a point. Um, <laughs> so I would come home from work. I mean, I would, oof, it wouldn't matter. be dead dog tired. Mm. I could be sick, headache. My grandfather had me down packed that when I walk in the house, before I can even put the key in the door, the door, I mean, my key's rattling. I'm getting them together to stick it in the door to unlock it. My door fly open. He coming out. All right, I'm ready to go to the store. I'm like, oh. I'm like, can I at least get in to go use the bathroom with her? Yeah, don't take too long. I'm like, God, please. <laughs> I mean, he, and, and I, it was routine. Routine. I was like, oh. So I was busy all the time. I mean, when my grandfather would like to leave the house to go buy his newspaper. He had oh, to Lord. Go, he, had to, he had to buy his newspaper, and he had to go by the package store to this package store that sold the lottery tickets. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. get whatever his choice of drink was. So Winston mm-hmm. caught himself trying to help and mitigate some of this. Winston would bring the newspaper home <laughs> in the morning, and he would, you know, try to get my grandfather one of the things he knew my grandfather drank. Mm-hmm. My grandfather used to grumble like that dog I tease you about on cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> He did. My grandfather my grandfather would grumble under his restaurant. 
brought me this shit. I ain't no <laughs> I was like, ooh. And then the, and the interesting thing about that, as soon as I would get in the house, we still had to go get a paper. We still had to go to the package store. We had to care nothing about Winston bringing that stuff to him. <laughs> Winston just stopped, and I was like, you may as well stop. Shoot. Sure. You okay for real? The waste of time and money. Uh-huh. My grandfather, and he, he liked his newspaper, and my grandfather did this either the farm he had either the farmer's almanac or had some other form of numerology that he would do for his mm. you know when he play his numbers. Oh Lord, them numbers. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. And he and he would. I used to say it was chicken scratch, but he used to. I, you know, I used to ask him what was he doing, and he would always tell me, "Oh, just a little naught naught figure figure." You okay. didn't know what? He said naught naught figure figure. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you It used to drive me up a wall Because he did all that You know And especially when you know I'm engulfed in what I'm doing mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. you know Wants to override what I'm doing So he Ooh, can do Jesus. what he wants to do So when you say Instead of getting mad I think that's the best Because see I didn't have that thought process Back then, Initially, right. back then, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, as I as the girls, you know, as as I had the kids, and he found a lot of joy in the grandkids. I began to see how how that softened him, and mm-hmm. that's when that thought was, you know, Erica, don't get too upset. You know, this is what he's gonna do, and mm-hmm. you know, this is just him. You can't change him. He eighty seven years right. old. What Come you gonna on, do? thank you. Right, right, right. What you gonna do? You get mad mm-hmm. all you want to. You be the one sitting around here getting mad. It took mm-hmm. me a minute to get there, mm-hmm. and I promise you, um, when my grandfather passed, me and the girls talk about it right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Laugh, just I said, yeah, that man to put me through some stuff. Mm-hmm. But and, and that's what you do. You look back on it and cherish it. And I was, you know, and I said the other day, I said, now if he was still here, getting on my nerve, I'd probably truly appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Even in my in my little bitty apartment. So, so you going to try to tell me that one day I'm going to appreciate the smell that Davis has, the crap on his shoe, getting cussed out by not uh-huh. bringing a lottery? Mm-hmm. But not, yep, I, you but, will. But, well, the Davis part, maybe not, but, you know. Oh, and I'm going to tell you, but yes, he will, because I'm going to tell you, when he gets to a point to when he gets a good laugh off of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Off of even, you know, having to tell his mom or his dad to go talk to Mr. Davis. Oh, That's going to even be funny. Because they, they be arguing. They go, Davis, what I tell y'all? Like, Lord. Hmm? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he be stealing stuff. Now, that's hilarious. Wait a minute. Me and Brandon was outside barbecuing, and he came downstairs, and he must have stole a beer or something. And now you're walking up the stairs. Why are you going to try to hide it in your back pocket? <laughs> <laughs> and then we tried to say, no, because you know he's 90 years old, trying to hide it, and you know how slow he walks. And I, I said, I don't want to say no why he's on the stairs. I don't want this man to fall. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. Lord. Mm-hmm. 
That's what it, it is. It, I mean, it's a mess. I mean, you, it's a, you think about all those times that probably are more challenging for you. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it becomes real hilarious. It really does. No, on, wait a minute. You say on the other side of the room. It do. It does. It's, it's really hilarious at some other point because you like just a, all that nonsense. And, you know, he used to drive me crazy. And I laugh at that same stuff that drove me crazy. Mm-hmm. I really did. Yep. Yep. So, yep. You're right. You just look at it. I remember all that having to go to the bank sitting there. I'm I'm the grandchild that, you know, depending on what move in. I was the reason he was going down there asking for a loan. I ain't had nothing to do with this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, this 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 is my granddaughter and I need to get this loan, you know. I'm trying to help her out. And I'm standing there like, really? really? Am I going to be the pawn to this today? And I really used to get really, really mad because I'm sitting up there and I'm looking at the, the loan officer. Then I'm looking at my grandfather and I'm like, y'all, I mean, I really feel like an asshole right now. So I'm thinking the loan officer looking at you like, okay, why are you putting your, got your grandfather? Right, right, okay. Mm-hmm. Because that's how they look at it. This mm-hmm. is an older man. You could be more responsible. And I'm like, I ain't got nothing to do with this, man. <laughs> but, you well, know, I can't say anything. I just have this look of awe on my face like, did he just put me in the middle of this? <laughs> so I was like, honey, I don't even. Mm. I just, I, I don't really know. I was like, what am I going to do? And then now I laugh at it. Mm-hmm. And talk about, look, then talk about the loan officer, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> he already know. That man should have known better I wasn't trying to get no money. But, again, being in the same position on the opposite side, when I help some of the clients out, you know, with seniors, I look at some of their family members the same way. <laughs> Depending on what their need is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I know y'all need to help y'all mama or your grandparent out better than this. And forgot all along, my granddad did it to me. So... Mm. Yeah, it's special. Yeah. Well, Sam, by the time by the time Sam get back on home, it's gonna be time to go back. He probably not. I know you said he had me chucked, so he probably not even gonna go home. He sure don't need to. Two, two, two. Excuse me. Bless, Bless me. Ah, thank you. Because when I tell you, they got all in my nasal passage. 
And all these trees blooming and stuff falling everywhere out here. It might be what it is. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. Well, we've got about 10, 15 minutes. Anybody got any prayer points or anything before we get off the phone? Before I touch this off? Well, well, Pam, it's on you, sugar. Oh, she prayed for us. running it today. Huh? I said, Pam, been running it today. She, wow. I'm telling her she can let you pray for her because, um. Uh, oh, she the prophetess. She's supposed to be praying for us. Uh-oh. Oh, here we go. Amen, lights and walls. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lord! Hey Pat, oh, now, now she done got quiet now. I ain't mad at him for that one either. That's <laughs> what <laughs> he just trying to get back. I'm calling him Pat. I'll call him. I call him after the service, and I'll be like, "Good morning, Pastor." Oh, 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 oh! I'm right here, Pastor. Wait a minute. My, Mama Gina said, get out with you right now. Where you going to go to the You say that to everybody. No, I don't, I don't say that to everybody now. Mm-hmm. You don't say that to everybody. Just to show with you. Just like she tell you. He using you mildly. Come on, Pastor. <laughs> mm-hmm. I need to stop misbehaving. Mm, Ain't that a play? (laughs) Probably so. All right, woman, let me pray for you. You ready? Yep. Come on, Kyle, what you gonna do? Father God, help her to see you, Lord. Help her to hear from you, Father. Continue to increase in her life, making her keener. Sharpening her spiritual senses, Father. Help her to flow in the anointing that you were given her to flow with. Father God, your word is coming through her in a mighty way, Father. She's beginning to open up to you, Lord. The spirit of God is pouring forth through her in a mighty way, Lord. Continue to cause the necessary changes so she can rise up and do the things you call her to do. She's blessed and chosen because you have said so. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Ain't this about week number three? I said you're going to start throwing in the Holy Spirit. See, I was just about to say that you didn't cut me with that one, and then you had to turn around and pull out the knife. I was just trying to get the week. Was it number two or number three? I get confused with this. I'm not counting. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, well, we're going to give you one more week then. How about that? I'm not counting. Okay. I told him to pray about it, and I'm going to let him handle it. Wow. Oh, Lord. I, was, I, I was just about to open my mouth and be like, oh, okay, you didn't cut me with that one. He reached in and pulled out the pocket knife. I'm just trying to get some understanding. I'm just uh-huh. all, all nodding off. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> all all figure, figure. <laughs> That's going to be your new thing, like the CCC. <laughs> you know what? 
I said, that's going to be your new thing, like the C-C-C-C-C-C-C. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Y'all need to be shaming yourself. I don't know we ought to be, but hey. Uh, ain't nobody on there but us three. There's somebody hiding in the background. Oh. It's uh, just wheezes. Oh, okay. So, Pam, she can pray for you again. You probably need it. Of course. But I got to go back to court. Still got some running around to do. Go home. I just told I try Pam. Go home. Dad, all right, let's try to go to the bank. Huh? Okay. Right. By the time I get back in court, he might be ready by then. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Anyway. Okay, Father, we come to you this morning to pray for for Brother Sam on the day when he has so much going on, has to deal with the court system, amongst so many other things. But, Father, we know that he's already worked it out, especially this year. He designed to be in the system for a couple of months, and he's been in the system for a couple of years. Where she doesn't support. They just think that they, oh, this is all about them. Is an obedient child who will be handled. We thank the Father for taking care of. I don't. I don't know specifically what to ask for. I just know to say thank you. Thank you for looking out for him. Thank you for taking care of the situation. Thank you for blessing him abundantly. Father, we say a prayer for his for his trip that is coming up. Praying that he makes it to Dallas safely. That he learns what he's supposed to learn in his class will help him along the journey that you have that you have him on. We pray that he makes it back home safely. We pray for the health and wellness of his family on a day-to-day basis, and especially while he's gone, because he is their anchor, and they are going to miss him. But we pray that Ms. Morgan will step up a little bit and fill in that gap somewhat, Father. Father, for for blessing that house. And we know, Father, that they are not going to have to move. You have already said that, and we thank you for it. So we just continue, Father, to thank you for this child of yours for his health, for his wellness, and for his obedience. In this and so much more, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, peace. 
I'll holler at y'all later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.